Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode 19 of season 11. This is episode number 395 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. Do you see a wedding ring in my finger? Does this place look like I'm married? The toilet seat's up, man. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockandthatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centerizedbrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, uh, don't forget to check out the uh, our T-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best in St. Louis Blues-themed T-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, February 1st. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, to interact with the show on social media, our handle is at uh, LGB Radio. Just do a search for you'll find us, I promise. If you haven't already done so, uh, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a T-shirt from the shop, and do whatever you can do to help us. Appreciate it. I'm Kurt Price. I'm my co-host for the big show tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. The uh, agenda for tonight's show includes a discussion about the Blues losing five in a row and their playoff hopes have just about fizzled out. We uh, compared this uh, year's defense to the horrendous D of 0506. The Blues are linked to Edmondson's uh, Jesse Pugliarvi. And uh, Valley Sports to file for bankruptcy. Brett Hull's dad and former Hartford Whaler great uh, Bobby Hull passes away. <laughs> the, uh, and the NHL uh, US TV ratings dropped 22% on ESPN and TNT. Or do they? All that and more on this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Howdy, fellas. I can talk this week. Well, hey, good to have you. Yeah. It's nice to have you back. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's good to be back. Not not just chirping us from the chat. Not just chirping from the chat. Not just kind of being a third wheel. Not saying a whole lot during the show that one week. Because yeah, it's been a rough go the past month. It's tough. Yeah, hey. yeah. I uh, I we missed you last week and uh, two weeks ago. You were here, but it was clear you were struggling. So <laughs> sound much much better now. So hopefully yeah. that continues. I'm feeling much better now. Good. <laughs> That's from something, but I don't know what it, it is. It is from Night Court. 
Wow. Uh, You're talking about the for all the for all the young kids out there, there used to be another show called Night Court. Right. Uh it was uh it was uh Harry's dad, I believe, was uh the old wasn't he the was, old uh, dad on uh, uh uh Adam's family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was his line. I think I think it was from Night Court. Or maybe it was from a different uh, show that he was in. It was from his line. He delivered it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Night Court. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Good I, reference. Uh, have you yeah. seen the the new Night Court by chance? I, I have not. John Lorquette's in it, right? Yes. Rest yeah, in peace, Marquee Post. And Harry Anderson. And Harry that's Anderson. True. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I caught about uh, five ten minutes of it last week, and I laughed and planned to binge it at some point. Yeah, I'm I'm so I, that is a show that just missed my I, it just missed my age group. Uh, my brother, however, is your guys's age. He's forty seven, and he his he will still tell you to this day his favorite show of all time. So I remember seeing it a little, you know, I remember bowl. I remember, you know, everybody of, of importance. I remember certain scenes, but it was never really my thing because I was just a little too young for it. So I had to ask him, I'm like, have you seen the new one? Is it funny? Is it worth checking out? And he said, absolutely. I've been laughing every time I watch it, I will stick with it. And I'm like, Okay. You never hear that about show reboots. No. Right. So Night Court, I'm right. happy to hear that. The original Night Court was one of my favorite shows growing up. It was No, for sure. Channel 11 had it uh they uh, ran it in reruns uh in at night uh back to back with Cheers for a while. Oh yeah. And and that was great. So I, I watched it a ton that way. Um also watched on Channel 5 when they had it on uh on Thursday nights, I believe it was. Yeah, I think so. it alternated between Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, and it was it was usually um, on right when I would get home from hockey. So I I, I loved it. Is Bull but, uh, still alive? Richard Mole? Yes, yes, okay. he's he's still alive. Um, okay. But I, I'm sure he'll get a cameo. There was a big uh, grassroots thing on Twitter last week. I guess it was grassroots. I don't know. It, but a thing about bringing uh, Marshall Whitfield back. Ah. Marshall Warfield. Marshall Warfield, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, she was she was all for it. So, um, but John I'm, Aston, John Aston was the name of the actor. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping. I, I, I want to look up Marsha Whitfield. I'm hoping she's a black woman. I'm hoping just because, you know, you know, you could make the joke that you get, they all look the same and you just got names mixed up. You're funny. Already going there. We're what? Six, yeah, six minutes into the show? I'm going to look it up. I'm right now. Marsha. Already calling Bill a racist. Six minutes Marcia into the show. Whitfield. <laughs> Actress. Well, it came out like Marshall Warfield. Warfield IMDb. I know, I know. Uh, did, did you mean Marshall Warfield? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Um, I think I think she is uh, African American. Mm. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> Damn it. Bill, Bill, Bill. Let me see. Let me see. Yes, she is. She is uh, African American. That is correct. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> She's a comedian. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, no, yeah. I would. I, I need to check that show out. Um, yeah, is uh, is it, it just started? Is that right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's only like three episodes in. I think. Okay. Yeah, they did first week. They did two episodes, and I think they're four up epi- four episodes in now. You, you know what? Third week. You know what else is three episodes in? You guys watched The Last of Us? Oh yeah. 
Yes. I, it's good, huh? I, I oh. played the game. I absolutely love okay. the game. So I never yeah, played the game. I, I have I, not I'm... watched episode three yet. Oh, I have. It's good. It's, good. It's, it's a good one. And and let's just say this. Take that, you homophobic bastards. <laughs> Man, have you seen that getting raked over the coals by homophobes online? No, I I, oh. when, I when 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 I saw that episode, I'm like, yeah, I did not. I didn't notice. Such... I didn't pay attention, but I was like, that, that didn't surprise me. Bill, I won't give anything away, but it is. Such... I won't give it away, but here's the plot. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. It is such a powerful, beautiful episode, and yeah, it was so good. well done. Apparently, there's a, a two-hour cut that the mm -hmm. director has, and I'm hoping they release at some point. Oh wow! And it was it was really well done. Yeah, it was an hour yeah. and fifteen. The yeah, I watched it last night. Yeah, that's yep. great stuff. I I yeah, I'll uh, I'll be watching it um, probably tomorrow night in lieu of hockey since there's no hockey tomorrow night. So right. isn't this just like the yeah. worst time ever? It, I, I hate to most, say that because most years I would agree with you, but this year I I need a break. No, Ho no, no. I agree with you with the blues. Yes, <laughs> but usually I am still like you know wife goes to bed whatever time i'll stay up and watch whatever late games there's on you know six o'clock i'll turn on an east coast game i still like watching hockey i'm with you on the blues 100 i need a break i said this earlier today on twitter that it's it's time that this is like a work vacation for me that it's like get away from it decompress forget about it for a little while of course here we are doing a podcast about them <laughs> but that's what I needed. And but for hockey though, I still love watching hockey. So it's so odd to like not just have a game on that I can just turn on at night. It's it's weird. It makes me uh irritated to watch better hockey teams play on TV. And and <laughs> know that and, and and I'm just watching the game kind of like, yeah, they're better than the Bluesar. Yeah, they're that team is too. Switch channel. Yeah, they're better too. They're they look better. And it, it, it irritates me. And it's probably, this is the earliest in a long time, the earliest in a season that I have switched gears um, and been like, yeah, they're, they're not making the playoffs. And I, I was, I was, I was like, you know, well, you know, if they, if they can figure things out and, and clean some things up, uh, own zone wise, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, if they can do that, you know, there, there, there were a few points out of the playoffs and, you know, they could, they could go on a run and get in. It's not a big deal, but, uh, losing five straight and just the, the play is not getting any better. Um, you could argue it's getting worse. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, there's I'm no, there's you. no, they're not they're They haven't shown anything in their own zone to make me think they're going to turn it around this season. Well, and, and for me, you, you mentioned, you know, this is the earliest in a long time you've already kind of given up. It, it's funny you say that because you think back to like 0809, 2009, 2010. 0809 is a bad example because they actually did make the playoffs. That was that ridiculous run they had. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like even then you were still like, well, 51 games in, they've got 30 left. Go on a little bit of a streak, you never know. So you had that hope. Um, even in those dark times, it, I'd say the last time that I truly felt this team is done at 50 games was probably about, I don't have the exact year, but I'd say like 06, 07, somewhere in there. Um, probably the year before they picked Petrangelo at number four, right? So 
that's probably the last time that I've had this feeling. Because, yeah, even in the dark days, late in the season, you'd still be like, this team could do it. They got young guys like Oshie and Berglund and guys that can step up and play well. You never know. I'm not feeling that this year. See, and and and, and the reason why I'm I'm generally an optimist, right? With with things, I I I, I look at the the best that a team can play, and I'm like, okay, if they can if they can maintain a high level of that level play that we've seen this season, you know, over a long period of time, they can they can make some noise, get in the playoffs, and maybe have a little bit of fun in the playoffs. Uh, they haven't shown enough of high-level play this season to make me think they can sustain that, uh, even though they had a nice seven-game winning streak over in the season. But they're going to have to rattle off like 12 in a row at mm-hmm. some point here to even get back in it. So uh, I, yeah, I'm not – I'm not uh, – I mean, anything's possible. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I am – I've changed gears. Um, I'm uh, – Totally, just uh, watching as a as a hockey fan, just enjoying hockey, not so much hoping they beat this team and worry about the standings and all that stuff anymore. I don't. I'm uh, trying to get myself back in that mindset that I had back in those those early two. Well, I guess late two thousands, um, late zeros. I, I still don't know what you call those. Um, <laughs> back in that mindset of just watch the game, watch for player development, see how guys do. You know. I'm, I'm trying to get myself in that mindset, but it is so hard to switch that gear because yeah, last year I didn't think they were going to win the Stanley cup, but I was like, this is a playoff team. We're going to enjoy some playoff hockey. I'm looking forward to it. Let's Wasn't see what they the can first do round down the fun? stretch. That first round was yeah. uh, that first round. Hell I mean, yeah. as, ir- as as frustrating as that first round was for a number of reasons, there are some stories that came out of that first round that were fantastic. Yep. Great, great conversation stories. I mean, the yep. fucking water bottle alone was worth the blues making the playoffs. Yep. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Um, it was great. Um, so, and, and that's yeah. just in a nutshell why I always root for the playoffs. Just stuff like that, you know, yeah. to have those stories and those experiences. At this point, I'm just hate watching. <laughs> I, I mean, I, my, my optimism has waned, you know, every year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a curmudgeon before too long. Um, but, this this season, it's just there's nothing to suggest that this team has it in them in its current configuration to right. figure it out. And, you know, even do, you know, a, a couple of, you know, win four, lose ones to get them back into position. I just don't think they have the chemistry or you know, frankly, the hot spot to do it. The, chem- the chemistry is, 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 is what it is to me because individually, um, as, as crazy as it may sound individually, the defense to me, to me, I think is decent, but you put it all together. It just doesn't work. You know, Krug should be a, a, a good defenseman, you know, Falk for the most part has been a good defenseman here. He's struggled lately. Not lately, yeah. Yeah, no, not, li- not lately at all. Yeah. Off. Um, but for the most part, he's been a good defenseman. Uh, Pareko, you know, I mean, he's been up and down here. He's been bad the past couple of years, but he, I mean, he should be. He doesn't. If he's not number one, he could be a serviceable guy. It's you know, Mikola should be serviceable. I like Rosen. Yeah, and the defense should be okay. Um, not great, but it should be okay. It should be good enough. No, it's not even close. It's just like they don't work together at all. 
No. I uh, like uh, Matt Harris's Matt Harris's comment here. Seasons like this make me remember that I'm a fan of the game and the Blues. If the Blues are bad, I love that I can still appreciate the game. Yeah. And that's that was the argument I used to get into. Again, not to reference too much the the 2000s uh, teams, but like that's what I used to tell people. And they're like, "Why are you still watching this dog shit?" And I'm like, "Because it's still hockey. It's still oh, like." Yeah. I want to watch the game. Plus, it's nice when they actually do get a win. How exciting is it? Like, oh, my God, they actually beat. Like, I remember that uh, the 05-06 year. Vancouver had a very, Vancouver. very, very good team. They beat them, what, four times, right? Yeah, yeah. Four? yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like, that's like the only four wins of the season. Fuck yeah. you, Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe's Joe Bray's videos in the YouTube chat says, "Happy Groundhog Day." Speaking of happy days, uh, happy National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Yes, today, February first, yes. two thousand. Anyone listening who is a girl or a woman in sports, it is your day, and I hope you had a good one. And and I'll add, Happy Spunky Old Broads Day. <laughs> that's that's a thing today. Is that and, a thing today? It is. It is. It is a thing today. And um, today is the day we celebrate two of our dogs, what we think would have been their birthday. Um, okay. Sheldon is nine and Gidget is 16. And Whoa. she, by definition, is a spunky old broad. <laughs> so, well, happy spunky old broad slash birthday to her. It's also I National Dark Chocolate You said that. It's also National Dark Chocolate Day. National Texas Day, which didn't make any sense to me. Why is that's weird? National Get Up Day, National Baked Alaska Day, National Serpent Day, and National Freedom Day. Isn't everyday Freedom Day in a free country? Come on. I feel I feel like it's Freedom Day every day. In my I house. feel like National Freedom Day was pushed through by I don't know, you know, quote quote patriots in government. It's uh, it's it's uh, Freedom Day for me because I'm free to not wear pants, so I'm oh, not okay. All right. Yeah. And Matt Harris says, uh, happy Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it's close. Uh, in St. Louis, uh, what, two, two weeks from now? No. Three weeks from now. Mm, whatever. I don't know. I looked at it. I, I saw it just last night. Um, official beers of episode number 395. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is CPRICE12. Jeff's is JPonder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33. Should we change it up since the blues suck? You want me to go first? I've never, you know, I, I was gonna I, say, I you know, what we've never done is have yeah. Kurt go first. I never go first. <laughs> Let's have Kurt go first. Seeing as my, 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 uh, Radical stag beer movement earlier in the season didn't seem to work too well. <laughs> uh, I'm going uh, with the uh, Cocoa Bites Triple Chocolate Milk Stout from Four Hands Beery in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, the pairings for this beer are comics and video games. And it's, nice. Uh, it's a play on the uh, Count Chocula cereal or uh, I guess uh, Count it is Chocula. Count Chocula. Yeah, it's, it's got a mix between Count Chocula and Cocoa Puffs because the, yeah. the cereal itself looks like Cocoa Puffs. But the graphics, uh, I want to say, uh, count chocolate. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I did that. Um, I, I drank one of those while eating a massive bowl of count chocula, and yes. it was amazing. It, that's great. It is, it, that that it's the perfect pairing. I have so. I have some chocolate chips right here to kind of huh? well, snack work. on one. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to Bill next. 
Well, keeping with the uh, chocolate theme, I have KBS mm. Chocolate Cherry. So this is the latest of the KBS variants. Um, I got <sighs> chocolate. Not really. I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I had to check my words there. Um, it's the cherry's not there. Mm. You yeah. pop cherry. <laughs> so that always bugs me when it, when a beer advertises chocolate cherry and you can't taste one. That that's annoying to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I usually that's that's kind of my my palate range is is you know dark chocolate and fruits and no, not picking it up. So still a damn good beer, just not as advertised. Okay. Well. Uh, Jeff, what is uh, not, is your beer is a, as advertised? Not uh, not sticking with the chocolate theme. And here's something completely different. Uh, we're going with the. Uh, it is as as advertised. It is the beautiful citywide. That looks like a short can. Friends. It's. I don't know why. It's a, stand, it's a standard can. You just have big hands. I do have big hands. Look at these fucking monsters, man. Under they the are giant huge hands. hands. Yeah, I uh, got big old meat paws there. Uh, so this is an American pale ale. If you haven't had it, it's beautiful. It's from uh, Four Hands. Again, just a I, I drink a lot of these. Just a good chugging beer, sipping beer. Good for winter. Good for summer. Good year round. Uh, we will discuss the Blues' recent uh, skid on the other side of this break from our friends over at Rock and That Idea Life. Uh, you're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. So uh, we just heard from our friends over at um, the... Uh, at rockinthatidlife.com, our friend Dustin Paul. Uh, again, make sure you email him over at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com. Tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you a couple of Valentine's uh, deals going on here uh, that we want to mention. First of all, the big one, a DNA and ID nutrition. Uh, this is uh, true self-care is more than buying yourself flowers and chocolates. It's understanding your DNA, become the best version of you with the ID Life DNA kit and unlock a personalized nutrition and workout plan. Uh, so right now it is $40 off the DNA and you receive $50 when you make the purchase uh, towards uh, personalized vitamins. And it's instant too. So if you were to buy the DNA, buy this, this deal here, um, you instantly can spend $50 on personalized vitamins 
goes right into your cart, comes right off. No hassle at all. Uh, so that's a, a very nice deal. Helps you get an understanding of what you need to do to get yourself in the best shape of your life. Uh, and then they also have the Clean and Lean. The path to a healthier you starts with the ID Life Clean and Lean Pack. Help boost your metabolism and energy while supporting your digestive health. Typically, that runs at 117 uh, right now, it is retailing for $89.99. So it's a, a great, it, it includes energy, which I drink every damn day to, to get myself motivated, get myself going every morning. And uh, they got a cleanse plus in there that helps cleanse your body, help you lose that weight. They maybe you put on it during the holidays. And then, of course, the lean as well helps with that. Uh, again, normally $116.99. Right now, retailing for $89.99. Both these deals end on uh, February 28th at 11.59. So you got the rest of the month to think it over if you have to, but you don't have to think much. Just go out, make that purchase, sign up, email Dustin, get that extra 10% off that goes with this as well, and uh, you're saving a ton of money and getting some great product as well. That's a good time to get in on that if you haven't even haven't tried the product yet on a, on a nice deal like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the key, man. Like, Obviously, we want you to buy this stuff anytime because it helps us out. It helps Dustin out. He's a great friend of the show. But, I mean, if you can get in with deals like these, this is the time to do it. If you haven't done it yet, you've been thinking about trying it, this is the month. Let's do it. Uh, Joe Brady's video says, uh, how many times have the Blues not made the playoffs in our lifetimes? Five or six, question mark? That's, uh, that's crazy. And, you know... Blues, blues fans in general are pretty lucky. I mean, we we don't have we got the one cup now, thank God. But uh, you know, playoff hockey's fun, and I think I think Blues fans kind of take it for granted a little bit because um, we're almost always in the playoffs. You know, we missed it in the middle of the the O's, as Jeff called them, uh, <laughs> there a few times, and then we uh, missed it uh, the year before we won the cup, but. You know, I, that's it. I mean, before that, it was 25 straight years uh, in our, you know, most of our lifetime. So uh, I just counted six, six years. times in my lifetime. So it should be the same for you, right? Yeah. Six times. And, and um, uh, Mr. Bray answered his own question and said six yeah. times. Yeah, six times. So, since 79. Since 79, yeah. which is in our lifetimes. Right. And, I, and you know, I, you know, and so... You know, I, part of me is a little concerned. I don't. I mean, only because if if this team is not very good, won't make the playoffs, um, and if they're kind of stuck with the core of this roster for a little while and they don't make it for a while, you never know when you're going to get back in the playoffs either. You got teams like Buffalo, who haven't made it almost a decade, right? It's eleven. Eleven. It's eleven seasons. years now. It's yeah. over a decade. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I mean that, and that's Buffalo. That's a great hockey market. Fantastic hockey market. So I mean, you just you just never. I mean, this is a mid market town, a team. So you know, and thankfully our owner spends to the cap. Uh, you know, with how long is that going to go? You know, if we're rebuilding, that's not going to happen. You're not going to spend to the cap you're rebuilding. So uh, uh, yeah, it could be a while before you get back. I mean, granted, now this this market probably not going to not going to handle a team missing the playoffs five or six years straight. That's that'd be that'd be bad for this franchise. Well, let me ask you this question uh, in, in kind of topical here because of what Bill Day was wearing tonight uh, with the MLS franchise coming in town. Is this not the worst fucking possible time for the Blues to start sucking? 
Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying that, you know, them missing the playoffs two or three years is going to hurt too, too bad. I think as long as they remain somewhat competitive, they'll be fine. But I mean, you got to think blues management right now is like, Oh shit. The wheels are coming off right at the wrong time because well, everyone say let's flock to that soccer franchise. Yeah. It's actually going to be playing better than anything the blues can do right now. Well, that remains to be seen, but, but, uh, but yeah, the, the entertainment dollar is only so many, you know, so much money people have to spend on entertainment. And uh, if the blues aren't playing very well, they could, a lot of people could shift over to soccer. So that wouldn't yep. normally do so if the blues are playing well. So that is a valid, a valid thing. But I, but I will say again that the, this, the, it's been stated before and Armstrong just pretty much came out and said recently, not too long ago, that this market is not, this market is not conducive to a team to go through a full flat out rebuild that could take five, six, seven, eight years before we turn things around. It's not going to happen. At least like they're, they're not going to, they're not going to try and do that uh, unless they absolutely have to, I guess, but um, right. they're going to remain competitive at, at all costs. Right. The, the case study was, you know, coming out of the lockout, the blues were the, the 2005 lockout, the blues were abjectly terrible and it took until 2011 before there were consistently selling out, right? That, that was a full rebuild. And it took until then for them to be consistently competitive. And there's Tom Stillman's not going to tolerate that at this point. No, I well, will no. say though, with that, there's a little bit different situation because the owner fucked over the city uh, with this team. And there was some mm -hmm. animosity there with the fans hating the, the whole thing going there. So that, 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 that was a little bit different. Um, that, but, and, yeah, and let me add to that too, Kurt, before you continue your thought, <laughs> the fact that it was a lockout too. Uh, my brother yeah. is a season ticket holder, and in 2005, 2006, he said, yeah, the Blues suck, but I don't care. I'm not a hockey fan anymore because of the lockout. And I think a lot of people felt that way because it was, they don't care about us. Blues suck. Why would I start watching? Like, both those things combined played into mm -hmm. it. You know, so, uh, Joe Bray says, uh, ask uh, Detroit and Chicago about playoffs. You know, they, they have a hard time stiffing playoffs anymore. Detroit's been a while for Detroit and uh, Chicago. It's been, I mean, the only the Chicago made the bubble year that didn't count. Right. No. So if you don't count the bubble year, it's been what five years, six years for them. Yeah. Something like right. that. And about the same for the Canadians and Canadians made the final. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, I do want to real quick. We should have mentioned this at the top of the show uh, real quick. Uh, this is from Austin Lynch real quick. Wanted to shed some light on the Moiha. Commissioner Mike Bell, who passed away this past week, big part of St. Louis hockey. Um, so sorry to completely shift gears here, guys, but I just wanted to call that out as soon as we could that uh, Mike Bell, big part of St. Louis hockey. Uh, condolences to him and his family, as well as uh, a lot of his teammates I know that have played with him through the years, worked for him. Uh, just want to give a shout out to a St. Louis hockey legend uh, who recently passed away. This is a pretty negative episode. If you look, it at really topics, is. There's a lot of stuff on here. It's either bitching, complaining, uh, negativity, uh, or or whatever. It's going to be. That's why I kind of thought this episode would be a little therapeutic. You can kind of rant a little bit about all kinds of things. Uh, with the blue, with a four to two loss in Winnipeg on Monday night, the Blues have now lost five straight games, uh, and that started off with a five to three loss to Chicago. Um, kind of fitting that Chicago seems to have broken or been the straw that did in the blues this season. 
because it, the, the Blues took a turn for the worse. If things weren't already questionably bad already, uh, the, things took a turn for the worse with Chicago. Um, they went up 3 nothing in this game. And, of course, the Blues lost to a rookie goaltender in his first NHL start. Um, to, to his credit, though, uh, he beat Calgary five days later, stopping 34-35, and he's 2-0 in the season. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, well, Chicago, they can't start him too many games a season if he's going to play well because they're, they're, they're in the running for Bedard. <laughs> hey, they, they were playing great hockey there for a while. I haven't paid attention in the last four or five days, but – they they were I think they won five of six coming into that right. game versus the Blues. Too. Yeah, they they uh, they lost the one right before playing us, yeah. but it rattled off five in a row before that. So, and speaking of Connor Bedard, if you're looking for hockey to watch, NHL Network right now has the Regina Pats on. Ah, nice. If I got the NHL Network, if it's if it's only available in the top tier packages and all these, or if you want to stream it. Um, yeah, do what I do. Yeah. Which I'm not going to tell you what I do. <laughs> uh, next loss is Buffalo 5-3. to three. You know, Buffalo goes up 3 nothing in this game, just like Chicago did. Uh, and it's 4 nothing before the Blues even get on the board. The Blues do score the next three, though, in this game. Make it close. Buffalo gets into that goal. 5-3 uh, Buffalo. Next loss was embarrassing. 5 nothing to Arizona. Uh, not only did we lose this game 5 nothing to one of the worst teams in the NHL, we lost Robert Thomas through the all-star break because of a puck to the junk. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, so first of all, Matt Harris was at this game. Um, <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's terrible. You know what? Though? Uh, I, I envy the, the, uh, the small arena NHL experience that he had. I'm, I bet it was fun. So, yeah, I do. Um, but yeah, I did anybody else. And I, again, I, I feel like I've been pretty naysaying on the, the blues broadcast team. Anybody else find it? extremely offensive that Kelly and Payne were making jokes all night about Thomas taking a, sh a shot to the junk. Oh, come on. Come on, man. That is painful. When, if you're a, you, I know it is, but every guy laughs and snickers when someone else gets hit there. I it works. didn't. I didn't laugh one bit. I'm like, well, no, Robert you're, every, every guy, it's, everybody wants you to be okay, but they laugh. Right. Oh. It's no, it, it, when it happens, it's funny, but when the guy doesn't come back and you're still right. laughing about it, yeah, that's pretty tasteless. Well, they that's, wanted, right. they wanted exactly so bad thought. to laugh about it. Right. But, and they, 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 you could tell they were kind of snickering as they talked a little bit and they wanted to, for him to be okay. And they even said so much, said that they, they, they want him to come back so they can make fun of it a little more. Um, right. But, I, but mean, I mean, getting hit in the, the nuts is just, out of the the dude's out of the game. I know. I know. When they found that out, I think it. I think their attitude changed a little bit. They made another joke after oh. it was official. He was out. It, and it, I, it, I thought that was very tasteless. I, it's tasteless, but it's still. But everybody does it. It's, it's a very. It's a very touchy topic. <laughs> it, a guy oh, wait, gets. I just make a joke. Damn it. I mean, when a, when a skater racks himself on a rail, that's people laugh. It's just it's people. But laugh. in the moment, it's a guy you know. I mean, I I don't know. I just found it very tasteless. No, I, I I'm with you in the moment, like when you see it on the replay, and you're like, oh shit, like whoa. But like yeah. when he's gone, he's having trouble getting to the locker room, and then he doesn't come back. It's time to stop. It's time to let it go. He, Wasn't uh, it? I I, I thought maybe ruptured testicle. I thought ruptured yeah. testicle. That's what we're gonna see. I was gonna have the report's gonna be. 
Yeah. Rich Perrant was the guy, right? Yeah, Rich Perrant. Yeah. Yeah. I keep, and, I, every time I, I bring it up, I think Jeff Sargent, but it's Perrant. Yeah. Yeah. Blues legend, backup Blues legend. goalies <laughs> of the time, Jeff Sargent and Rich Perrant. I don't know if I ever told the story about when uh, I, I in warmups, former co-host of the show, Justin Wilson, used to be goalie for us in high school, and I, I, I always used to all my shots were always waist level. I always put them there because we had one guy who was really good at def, at deflecting them right there. So last shot of warmups, I wind up. I think he's looking at me, but he's looking beyond me. He doesn't see me shooting the puck right at his waist. Hits him right in, like square. I mean, you know, Bill, you get hit right there in the cup. You still feel it. The, the yeah. cup protects you some, but you still yeah. feel it. Got him right there. And he, said- I mean, goes down and like, I thought he was going to throw up. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. I thought you were looking right at me. He's like, no, I was looking at the other goalie. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, my my last practice with a competitive team. I got hit so hard, like the the hardest I've ever been hit in the junk. It was a slap shot from the sideboards, and it it caught me off guard. And I it was a slight angle. Oh, oh my god! Like oh. the the only time in my life I was retching like I was gonna puke from getting hit there. I I've been I've been pretty lucky. Um, there's not too many moments in playing hockey anyway. Uh, where I can remember getting uh, caught there and just going down in pain. I, I, yeah, I don't have a good story. Sorry. <laughs> Not in hockey. No, it's fine. I, I got one that I forgot my cup the one time I played in practice. It was oh. a practice. Forgot mm-hmm. my cup. And I said, you know what? It's practice. I'll be fine. Uh, guy blasts a slap shot. It gets deflected. It was slowed down significantly, but it still caught me right on, uh, let's just say, right into Mr. Frank, not the beans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I thought I even I went down on the ground and he skates over. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I don't remember, but apparently all I said was I'm never having children. Uh, <laughs> you missed them both the first time, and then you got them both the second time. <laughs> uh, next game, uh, Blues lost four to two to Colorado. Uh, Colorado goes up three nothing in this game. That, that awkward, that awful trend continued. Uh, the Blues annoyingly come back in this game again to make it three to two, but allow an incident goal to uh, for the four to two final. And then the uh, lost uh, on uh, the other night to Winnipeg four to two. Bennington stood on his head in this game. Maybe his best game of the season. Uh, amazing. Man. I thought it was great. Fantastic. So, so again, I, I hate, and I know we got kind of a, a segment, actually one of our old segments coming up, right? Social media a little, fails. A little, a little. Um, there was something, and, and listen, I'll, I'll be honest now. I didn't watch the game live. Like I watched up and literally I stepped out of my car and I know I said this on Twitter yeah. when Alexandrov scored the goal uh, to make it two nothing. I literally stepped out of my car a second after he scored that goal to go play in my hockey game. So, and then I came back, I saw the final score. So at the time I hadn't seen Bennington's, the goals that were given up yet, but I saw somebody comment, um, you know, those shots were probably very good and, you know, things happen, blah, 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 whatever he said. But he said, this is where you expect your goalie to come up big. 
And I he had been like, all game long. Exactly. And that's how I responded. I'm like, Jesus Dude, Christ. He literally made three game saving saves in the first period alone. Not, a, not to mention having a good second period too. And we I'm talked like, about this. He we, was ridiculous. And that's what I said to him. Exactly yeah. what you say is I'm like, you can't pick and choose when the goalie is supposed to come up with massive saves and which ones it's allowed for him to let the puck go in. Like, he made ridiculous saves all game, and you're going to fucking get pissed at him because he didn't make them when the Blues need, like, again, needed him to again? This game's a perfect example of that because he was he was amazing, and he made a number of, of uh, saves that were crazy. And those were big, huge, big-moment saves. And then one finally goes in, and people like forget all the other ones that he did yeah. and just focus on that one thinking, oh, see, he can't stop the tough one. It's like, what are you right. talking about? Yeah, the the whole first and second period, all I was thinking was if they score one, we lose this game. Because huh. it's yep. it's going to go the other way. Right. It's it's you know, the the psychology of the team changes. Right. At, at this point, your team's like, oh, you, this guy's invincible. You know, he's got it. We don't have to worry. But, and the second when, he gives up the goal, it's, you know, panic. Yeah. But when Alexandrov scored mm -hmm. to start the third two minutes in to put those up to nothing. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Your thoughts are like, oh, my God, that's the cushion goal we need in this game. Mm -hmm. The way he's playing. Nope. No, no, well, I mean, no. I, I, right. When I, when, now we're getting outplayed bad the whole game. Yeah. Oh yeah, giving up chances like crazy. But I'm thinking, you know, it's got to be a deflating goal for Winnipeg to give up. You know, early in the in the third period to go down two nothing in, in a game where you can't beat Bennington. Now you got to score three times on him in, in one period, which the Blues love to give up three goals or more in a period. Oh yeah, that's right. their favorite and, thing to do. And they yeah. didn't need to wait an entire period. They just needed to wait seven minutes and 12 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, for the 23rd time this season, in 51 games, they gave up three or more goals in a single period. Yeah. Just fucking ridiculous. Right. Let's not waste time on everything, but Justin Falk. That, that, was, was, that, that was was top top three giveaways on this team this year. Uh, other, a lot. other than the goaltending that is been fucking worked all year is there not a player right now that needs a break more than justin Falk? Oh, no yeah. I, he I, looks absolutely. bad he looks i i hope i hope he is in aruba right now with with his feet kicked up on the beach relaxing yeah. getting some but vitamin d knowing him he's probably back in minnesota uh, i was gonna on, say he's freezing on, his balls off right now hunting or ice fishing <laughs> yeah. you know uh, uh justin Falk's biggest fan right Ash Gibbs. Yeah, and he was yeah, at the yeah. game. Did you? He was see at him? the game. They even talked about him on the on the broadcast. Yeah. And uh, and and I didn't see any any tweets from him about the misplay that Falk had um, oh. in the third it, period. There. He he did have one. Did he? At, okay. At, All right. After the game. After the game. I stand corrected. Okay. This, uh, this game. This this is the one. Listen, Chicago and Arizona. Yes. Terrible, terrible losses. Chicago, somewhat, I'm like, okay, they've been playing well. Okay. Arizona, no fucking excuse. If you get beat one nothing, I'm still like, okay, what the fuck? Five nothing. That that team, has they scored five goals all year? I mean, good fucking God. Come on, guys. 
And But this game, and I know it's Winnipeg, I know they're good, but this is a game where you are playing terrible. But Jordan Bennington, your goaltender, has stepped in and is stealing you this game. And you fucking, you expect when they're up one nothing going into the third period, the talk in that locker room has to be, guys, our goalie is standing on his fucking head. Can we at least just get the puck out of the zone every chance we get? Like, let's not turn the puck over. Let's play smart. Let's get out of here. Let's fucking sneak out of Winnipeg with a one nothing win. Is that not the conversation? And then they come out and have a fucking dog shit third period. That was when I was after, like, okay. After going up to nothing. Yeah. And <laughs> they go up to nothing and then just play awful. Well, awful and you, the thing, the thing with Fox turnover was that he had options on left and right side. And he chose they to try and flip it options. over, buddy. He they tried always to flip have it over, options, buddy. and they always make the wrong decision. And it's like, what, dude? Come on! One of the biggest problems with this team this season is in own zone turnovers. And yep. you've got a guy who has been your best defenseman this season overall um, with the puck. You think, okay, this is a this is a play that you should make in your sleep. Even if you wanted to go this route, the riskier route, and go over people and flip it out, fine, make it. He flubbed it. And it's like, fuck. And it's just the way things are good. It's just the way this season's going. You just kind of, I saw it happen, and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. And then the, the game's tied just like that. And then, what was it, 21 seconds later, uh, the they bring the puck in, left side, centered across off Shen's leg, and by Bennington leads. Yeah. And then now Winnipeg has a lead, just like that. Boom. It's crazy. Right. Yep. And, and then they so, pull the goalie, and did you think anything else was going to happen? No. No, because this team can't fucking play with the pulled goalie. You know no. what, though? I will give Brube credit in this game for I thought he pulled the goalie at the right time in this game. I thought his end of the deal with pulling the goalie was fine. When he pulled him, we had possession. It wasn't too early. It was a minute something left, and we had possession. Okay. And he pulled the goalie. That was good. Fine. He didn't. He didn't pull it in a trailing by one with two fifty left in the game, and uh, we dump it in. You know, like yep. you have to do with like forty five seconds to go, right? Like a desperate situation. Yep. Um, no. Let but me he, ask he, you. So he did it. He did it. He did it fine. He, Let he me ask you fine. guys. Did uh, I said this and I, I stand by it? And I know recency bias, and I can't remember every goddamn game Jordan Bennington's ever started. Was this to me? This felt like top five games in Jordan Bennington's career. I thought he was ridiculously good. And the fact that they still lost the game speaks volumes about this team. Yeah. Yeah. I Top five might be difficult because of the run that he had yeah, in that 2019. I mean, think back. But this to fits the, right the one into one of those games. Game against Tampa. Right. It did. It did. It was it was vintage Jordan Bennington through two periods and his team just shat all over him. All game. Not even just in the third. All right. fucking game. All, all season. <laughs> this is this is this this game this this third period was a microcosm of most of the season. How they just they just he's playing well or well enough in most games and they just give him zero support. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, the Blues have allowed the most empty net goals in the NHL at 17. Montreal is second with 15. Florida then with 14. 
17 empty net goals. That's, I mean, Boston is, is leads the league in, with three. So there's, I mean, man, that, that number of empty net goals is how many goals that uh, Colton Pareko has directly caused in the last week. You know, bad teams like Chicago and Arizona, uh, they've all nine, 17, yeah. almost twice as many. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to figure Chicago and Arizona don't have, they don't Columbus. have, they don't, they're not close enough to the game to pull. That's, goal I, I guess, I guess, I guess you have to look at this with a grain of salt. That's a good point. Uh, you know, game situations. If you're in a lot of one goal games before, you know, late in the third period, um, you're going to pull your goalie more, I guess, if you're trailing, but still that's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, game situations. Look at Boston. They've only allowed three. Um, that's because they've lost, what, nine games this year? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Detroit's only allowed five. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But that's all David Perron, baby. Yeah. All David Perron. <laughs> yeah. no, I, if we I, had David I Perron, the Blues would not have allowed any empty net goals. Right. It's it's <laughs> it's David Perron. It's Jake we have ten Wallman. more wins. Yeah, it's Sunquist, Oscar Sunquist, Robbie Fabry, and somehow Billy Huso. Yes, not a single number one defenseman in that list either. That that what this team needs, not a single number one two defenseman. Jake Wallman, that'd be your number one defenseman right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we've lost five straight, seven to ten. Own zone play is atrocious. We've played more games. And the four teams are trailing, so we can't quickly make up ground with games in hand. On most nights, it seems like we're getting behind by two, three, or four goals in the games before we even get on the board. We're a minus 29 in goal differential. We're two games under 500 at home. Now, let me, let me ask let me ask you guys, with all this, I mean, this sucks. <laughs> Reading these stats sucks. But, so right now, we're at 51 games, like, like Kurt just said. We've played more games than the four teams were trailing. So there's pretty much there's no making up ground with games in hand. But let's just say we don't know for sure. But coming out of the break, uh, clearly Tarasenko's already playing. Krug's playing. Buchnevich hopefully is coming back. Um, Ryan O'Reilly's got to be close by that point to at least be evaluated. Uh, Perutovich, Scandella. I know Scandella's not a huge... You know what? Fuck that. Scandella is an improvement on this defense. You, you never know. It yeah. it can't fucking get worse. Change any change anything. See yeah. if it works. So honestly, maybe let's just say I I don't think it'll happen. This team starts to go on a run. Trade deadline comes. Blues are let's say one point out of the playoffs. Yes. You know? Do you do you still make trades? Do you still? I mean. In what way, I guess, do you still trade your UFAs or are you saying, let's go for it, let's see what happens? Well, what did Doug Armstrong do with Stasny? We were in a playoff spot at that time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Right. And he said, I, I don't believe in this team and traded him. And this team's worse than that team. Oh, yeah. No. 100%. I, well, okay. They're playing worse. I, w- I don't, I, I will, I will die on the hill that this, this team is severely underperforming their talent level. I, I I I believe that I, this team is just not clicking. The chemist, like Bill said, the chemistry is just not there. Chemistry is a thing, and they don't have it. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I I mean, but, but I'm always teams, I'm always 
right. If a team's under underperforming, shouldn't we be much more upset about the coaching? Right. I know which I I know right, we've we've beat the you know, the horse to death with Van Ryan, right? He's he's gotta go. But fuck, if Barube can't get these guys together, shouldn't we be looking at him? Isn't that funny? This is yeah. the first time that I can remember where a team's underperforming and I'm like, it's not the coaching. It's it's not all yeah. the coaching. Um, because my yeah. first thought typically back in with Hitchcock. With Yo, hell, with Andy Murray, oh. with Quinville, I even thought this. I remember at the time, like this guy's not getting the guys motivated. He's not doing his job in practice. They're not working a strategy that's working with the guys on the team. It's time to move on. I, it's so weird that I don't feel that way about Baruby because I feel like I should, but well, he I feel just like signed he's done a, his job. We just signed a three-year extension, right before the season. And it's like three point five per million. So, yeah, I think, I think is, it, is it the Stanley Cup effect? Seriously, like in our minds, and I'm actually asking you too. Do you think in our minds it's we don't want to let go of the coach that finally brought a cup here? Part is it of that, it, probably. or is it that we really believe that he's not the problem? Mm, I, I mean, very I hypothetical question. I know. I'm yeah, sorry. Um. <laughs> I, I, I part of it, I think part of it is the Stanley Cup thing. But then again, they let Petrangelo. I mean, they didn't let him go. They tried to sign him, but they didn't give him what he wanted. Um, and who's to know? Who's to say that if they did give him what he wanted, he still wouldn't have left and went to Vegas for the same? Um, so I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're hung up on Brube because of the cup, or if they genuinely don't think he's the problem. I'm asking you. Why are you not upset with with Barubi? And and you're right, I'm not. And I, I it's so, a hard thing to explain. Isn't it weird? Um, it, <laughs> it's so you know, weird. It, and I think with me personally, it probably is part of the cup, and it's probably me. I'm I'm never. That's not true. I hated Yo. I wanted Yo gone way before <laughs> we all did. I never wanted Yo as the coach in the first place. Yeah, agree. Um, now I was a Hitchcock guy a lot longer than I know other people were, and you know, Bill wasn't. Um, I was, I was, too. I was too. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think part of it comes down to, I, I just like Bruby. Now, maybe he's not, maybe he's not the guy for this particular group of players, but personally me, I, I like him. I like his attitude. I like his, I, I don't know. I, I, now I think next year with me, I think, I think if the team gets off to a bad start next season, then I think you'd see a lot of people, me included, shift gears and say, okay, it's not working. It's just not working. Well, wait a minute. But wait a minute. Next year, let's let's say they trade all the UFAs. Do you give him a longer leash then? Mm-mm. Because it's basically going to be a rebuilding year. No. No? I don't I don't I well, it depends how they're playing based on the expectations they have for the team. You know, it depends on who they give away and who they bring in and and what they have to deal with. You know, I, that's that's a bridge I'll cross at that time because I can't, I, I don't know what the team looks like. So, right. I, you know. I think I think Armstrong will he won't you know, if he does unload all the UF, UFAs and you know has to bring in makeshift talent for next year or you know 
something something less than making a brilliant move that suddenly has this team back on track, I think Barube gets the benefit of the doubt through next season because Armstrong knows that he didn't give him a good product to work with. I think it's pretty simple. See, I, I, th- I think he, I think he did give him a good product to work with. I, I would argue that the the team is better than it's than it's performing. But mm. maybe, I mean, maybe, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, maybe the going team back needs to, to going back to one of the first points of the show, though, right? Or maybe this was us our discussion before the show. You know, he he caps out. Yeah, I mean, we we left. We we did leave some of our best work on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah, we always do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the the fact that you know he he caps out his D with you know he won't give anybody more than six and a half million per season, so this we've got this this mediocre group, right? I, I think it's relevant to bring it back in since since we did talk about this mm-hmm. before the show. But you you don't pay anybody more than six and a half million. Mm-hmm. You don't have that number one guy. You don't have the flexibility to have that number one guy because you've got too many guys. You got three guys making six and a half million. Right. And, and it's ridiculous. Right. It, and Pareko is just him having the extension before he earned it is, you know, that's Doug Armstrong's legacy. Right. Given the extension before it's right. truly earned. Right. He was he was a guy that was, you know, earmarked to be the next number one. And he's not that he's he's a three or a four at best. Let, let, let's yeah, let's look at let's look at these. The uh, defensive uh, contracts when they're signed at the time that they were acquired. Okay, so Falk. When Falk was acquired, I loved the deal. I loved trading Edmondson, and it was a pick, right, for Falk. Love the deal. Yeah, Dominic Falk. Yeah, uh, love the love the deal. Falk had a shitty first year here, but then turned around and was really good up until <laughs> up until recently. Um, Krug. When Petrangelo uh, went exploring options elsewhere, we signed Krug right away. I right. think I think we talked in the show. I liked the deal. I like the move. If we can't get Pareko, Krug was the guy to get. Petrangelo. If we can't get Petrangelo. I'm uh, sorry. If we what, what yeah, you if said Pareko. I'm sorry. If we can't get Petrangelo, right? If we couldn't get Petrangelo, Krug was a nice consolation prize. Right. He okay. was. I, Right. From an was, economics perspective. Yeah. Substitution. Right. He was the next best thing. Right. And the Pareco extension um, at the time, I didn't mind it. Um, I, it wasn't a high, you know, it wasn't a, you know, eight, nine million dollar deal. It was a you know term for 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 uh, value per year. Well, um, and, and add in the fact that the signings around that time, Darnell Nurse. Going for one right. of the nine and a half million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seth right. Jones going right. for like nine million. Yeah. Like yeah. we saw Pareko is like, holy shit, this is a fucking steal. So these, yeah, and these deals on their own, when they're made, I remember really liking the deal. I thought this is a solid move. Right. And and but, but now you've but, got way too and, much money tied up in your D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but the thing is that so they went for quantity of you know, uh, one B guys or, you know, number two guys over what was hoped to be number two guys over a true clear cut number one. And, you know, I, 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 it was a depth move on defense. They had a a deep defense. They didn't have that top tier guy, 
but they have a solid top to bottom defense. So that, that was that was the that was the thinking. And but you put it all together, it just doesn't work for whatever reason. And then so yeah, it comes back to coaching. And and we've harped on why Van Ryan still has a job, uh, the defensive coach. I, this is it's mind boggling to me. To me, it is. It, this should have been done weeks ago, months ago, um, with Van Ryan. He should have been gone when this, this uh, last season. You know, th- this 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 underperforming defense that individually the players should be performing better than they are, but as a whole they're not. I don't know how that's not coaching and game planning and and uh, of that nature. And, and to me, that's 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 a Van Ryan issue. And how he still has a job, I have no idea because it's glaringly I mean, bad. I've been, I've been, we've been kind of dancing around the idea recently with Pareko that um, he's in the current version of Eric Brewer. Oh, I'm going to flat out say it now. Colton Pareko is Eric Brewer. What he if really is? Hey Jeff, what if he is Bowmeister, but he's hurt? Then finally gets healthy. Remember Bowmeister for a couple of years mm-hmm. was right, yeah. really bad. Right. My, and then my he got healthy. I used to I used to say take him out back. It's time yeah, to my, just take him out back, put him out of his misery. People always people say they want Bowmeister back, which yeah, I'd love to have Bowmeister, you know, a cup Bowmeister here. Give me but cup Bowmeister. People yes. fucking forget that he was really bad and inconsistent Awful. and made a lot of mistakes. Um, for we, a couple of years. We, I think we even I think we even said for a little while. Eric Brewer would be an upgrade over Jay Bowmeister. Bowmeister was bad. He, he was having he was, he was and he was hurt. Bad. He was having a lot of injury problems and he was playing through it. And so yeah, maybe this is what this is. Maybe it's injury. I, because, I don't know. Because he hasn't been quite the same since he had that back issue. Watching him now, he is not the Colton Pareko that came up. He's no. not the Colton Pareko from the cup team. Right. He's not even the Colton Pareko from the year after the cup win, or maybe even the year after Petrangelo left. He is a shell of himself, and I just I I honestly at this point, and I know it sounds ridiculous with how bad this defense is. I prefer to have him as a number seven right now. He just he he doesn't do anything right. He doesn't do anything correctly. He doesn't tie up sticks. He doesn't get in the passing lanes. He's always just trying to stick check. Which I think hurt. yeah, maybe three out of ten times that's going to work. But not all the time. It doesn't even seem like he's as quick as he used to be. I think it's hurt. Uh, his hockey IQ is just gone. And yeah, all that suffers if you're still hurt. You're right. Maybe he is still hurt. But and if he's hurt, don't put him on the no, goddamn rink. I completely agree with you. And then the reason why I say I think he's hurt is because you don't see that dynamic. And we talked about this. You don't see the dynamic end to end rushes that he used to do. He used to carry the puck from end to end, you know, and, and, yep. get, a, and get a good scoring chance. Um, you don't, you never see him even try that anymore. It's no. not that he tries and he fails, never even tries it. The most wrong. that I see him Something's do is I'll see him skate up the boards and kind of like, kind of like an HL 23 move, right? Bill, like you see him like skate up the boards and then just continue to skate and maybe try to take it behind the net. Like mm-hmm. you don't see him try to make that cut. That's like, right. Oh shit. He's going to the net. Like, you don't see him do that at all anymore. And he doesn't even seem to have the legs to get around guys to make those moves. It's just not there anymore. Yeah, a couple of games ago, I thought he had, he had, was showing those instincts back as far as rushing the puck and getting up on the play. But it's just, it's been fits and starts. And I do think that he is, he's still, was it after he got called out? 
was it after he got called out oh, by yeah. Brube? Yeah. See, it was it was see, the after, following game. He after he got called up out, his game big time. He did. He made more but, of an effort. But it lasted one game. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you know maybe he's limiting himself in what he can do in a game because he's got something going on with his body, and he's oh shit I was called out I gotta I gotta I gotta push the envelope now, and I don't know I'm I'm just spitballing but trying to trying to rationalize what's going on with him because because you just don't the players a guy of his size and ability and, and his skill set it, it shouldn't just disappear you know there's something going on. I, I think. I mean, I'd love to to pick Armstrong's brain after the season and say, hey, is he hurt? Not that he would say, but uh, during the five-game losing streak, 0-5-0, not a single point, 23 goals allowed, most in the NHL over that span. Uh, only one allowed on the penalty kill, though. 18 of those goals allowed were 5-on-5. Five five. 10 goals scored, which is 29th in the NHL. Three of those goals were on the power play. Seven were 5-on-5, five five. so only seven 5-on-5 five five goals in the last five games, power play is 12th at 23.1%. Penalty kill is fifth at 92.9%. And faceoffs are ninth at 52.2. So we've got a combined, what is that? Like 115, 117% uh, percent in, in, in special teams. So that's good. You, you shoot for over 110, right? That's really good. Faceoff percent, we're over 50%. That's good. The issue is five on five. Power play is fine. PK is fine. Five on five. We are getting it, nothing. It, it's it's, right. it's 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 awful. Oh, Matt Anger, a new live listener, I new. believe, or at least new new commenter, at least since 2019. Talking about Colton Pareko. Since 2019, he has morphed into Cotton Pareko. I've not seen that before. That's good. Uh, I have never seen anyone with the body of Pronger be that soft. Um, Wow, I think that's going to stick with me. Cotton Pareko, very nice. Because he's soft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. That's, that's damn that's good comedy right there. That's, that's a comedy. <laughs> All right. Um, so if Armstrong's decision about being sellers at the deadline wasn't made up already, surely it is now. I mean, has to be. Has to be, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That, I, I think I actually even said that on Twitter. Like after the Winnipeg game, if he wasn't sure about being a seller at this point, I don't know what the fuck. I I don't think we're going to see any moves in the next week. Honestly, uh, I thought if anything, we might see a coach firing. Well, you can't. There's a freeze right now. Yeah, right. But I'm saying even that. after the freeze, right. okay. I think after the freeze is over, going into next week, I don't think we'll see a move. But I do think, hopefully. There will be a lot of discussion during the uh, the All Star game because usually that is when a lot of GMs get together and start having right. those talks. And so right. I'm hoping and we'll we'll be hearing some of those talks are going on. Right, and you've had your market setting thing with the Bo Horvat trade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, funny. the first chip has fallen. Yeah, the yeah, it, the whole, and, and the NHL kind of like didn't know what to do. <laughs> with the all-star game in Bo Horvat. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I it's it's the same thing. They did the same thing with John Scott, right? When yeah, and, was, and somebody else too. Um yeah, John Scott wore a neutral jersey. Um yeah. for the all-star uh, well I think uh, he wore the same jersey as, as the Pacific team, but he didn't have a patch on it like the rest of the teams did. There were the in the skills competition though, every team had Oh yeah, own. he wore an NHL jersey. He yeah. did. He wore something yeah. neutral. Yeah. yeah. Which is hilarious. 
All right, so after this break from strikewithmike.com, we'll compare this year's Blues defense to the 05-06 Blues defense. This is Let's Go Blues Radio. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. So the last time the Blues were this bad defensively, uh, 05, 06, we're thinking maybe. Uh, Jeff compiled some stats. Uh, goals against per game in 05, 06, 3.78. Um, this season through 51 games, 3.61. Uh, shots against per game in 05, 06 were 30.6 on average. Uh, this year it's 31.9. PK in 05-06, which was 15th in the league at the time. And uh, this year, it's 76.2. So You could almost, and, and granted, like, I know it's, it, we consider this era the same, right? But, like, you could, and, and things change over time. You know, back, that was right after the lockout. All the new rules are being implemented. We are still seeing shootouts every damn night. But still. Uh, you could make the case that the 05 06 team played better defense, which is crazy to think about. Well, we, uh, what, in 05 06 was uh, the goalies were Curtis Sanford, Patrick Laleem, Bakashua, and uh, Divas. So, two pad stack, Reinhard Divas. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm. And, uh, 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 and, uh, uh botched, uh, eye surgery, uh, Patrick Laleem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Still, the the image that sticks out for me from from that season is uh, puck off the glass. Yep. Puck off Our... the glass, off his back into the net. Yeah, we we, we were at um, it, was, it was against the Rangers. I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, so at the time, it was a former and future St. Louis Blue who shot it. Mm, former and future. Hmm. So a player who played here before and then right. came back. Hmm. Only David Perron fits that mold. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Ruchinski. Ah, okay. Yes. I was yeah, at that I, game too. Yeah, I remember we were we were at our friend Chris Schmader's house and uh at, at a party um, at his house when when he lived in um, uh, was over one. by Horseshoe Lake. No, that was before oh, Edward. Oh, right, 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 right. That house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I was. I I I remember that game so well because there was a guy. I mean, this was when the 
arena was, you know, not even a quarter full. And because this was like January or February, right? Like, I remember a guy just in front of us when that goal went off. He goes, that just went off Laleem's fucking back. I'm done. This team sucks. And he just stormed out. Like, didn't even just walk out. He ran out. And I was like, that guy is pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's probably what I would have done had I been there. The Meeker says, I still like Falk. He plays with heart and can see the frustration on his face when he messes up. Cotton just stands and looks around like he doesn't know what happened. That's true. I mean, it's, it's uh, Preco uh, has that that deer in headlights. Uh, like, what what's going on? I just I'm just I went to the Bahamas for a second. What happened? Um, yep. And yeah, I know I, I I still like Falk. I don't, you know, it's hard to play consistently good hockey for a long period of time, especially He's, when you're the only one doing it. Yes, and he's struggling right now. I'm. I'm sure he'll turn it around. You know, this break could be really good for him. We'll see how he plays after after the break. But uh, no, I, I, I this is a good description of Pareko, actually. Um, as much as I want to like Pareko, because I I liked him coming up, I liked him early on here, and I just it's so frustrating to watch him play and the way he is now. It's like, man, I want to like you so bad. You've got all the tools, and you just it's just you're I'll not tell using you what, them. guys. I tell you what, guys, and people who know the show know what I'm about to say is is true. I've got a lot of weird, random Blues jerseys, okay? Um, one that comes to mind, which is a player I still love, is, is Scott Young. Um, I've got a Bryce Salvador. I've got a Jamie Rivers jersey. Wow. Um, I also have a Colton Pareko jersey. Keyboard warrior. Do, you, do you have long hair or short hair, Jamie Rivers? Uh, that would have been long hair, Jamie okay. Rivers. So early yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, early on. Yep. Oh, yeah. Number six, not number 20. Um, yeah, I I got a lot of, and, and I'm sure there's more I'm not even thinking about. But, oh, Ryan Johnson. I got a Ryan Johnson blues jersey. Um, Colton Pareko. I have his winter classic. So I, I, I think there's still value there because it was before he turned the Eric Brewer out. But that is right. the one that I'm like, I don't even wear around the house. Like I, I have. I have. The Pareko Stanley Cup jersey, right? Oh, he wow. was so good in mm-hmm. that Stanley Cup run. Yeah, yeah over the summer, great. I watched. I think it was Game Four of that series, and it was the one we won at home. That was Game Four, right? Um, lost Game One, one Game Two, lost Game Three, one Game Four. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yes, I watched I that, that one, game four. and I remember just seeing him like hit the puck in the defensive zone, skate it out get it to like O'Reilly. And then he did that like three times in a row, like made a good defensive play, took the puck, got it to somebody else. Blues get a scoring chance. And I'm like, how is this the same guy? What the hell happened? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we talked about it before, right? It could it possibly be injury or is it just that he is so exposed <sighs> as, as a guy who's expected to be the number one, he doesn't have, the hockey IQ to do that. Right. Or, you know, is it, is it, you know, maybe is, is something that can be fixed with medicine, right? And you know, give the guy some Adderall, see what he does. If he was a really good number three, right. Second pairing guy. If he, if he would settle in as that, if we, I guess, I mean, easier said than done. If we could acquire a true number one again, you know, I think maybe assuming injury is not part of the issue here. Um, 
you'd like to think that maybe that he would settle into a, a different role and he'd maybe be better. I uh, <laughs> I love Matt Harris comment here. <laughs> Fuck it. He doesn't deserve any vowels. He's now Colton Park. Colton Park. <laughs> it's almost like a, I, uh, it's like a band name. I, well, I was going to look at that and I was like, that is, that's like, cause I'm so foreign with Apple. If I, if somebody were to hand me an Apple MacBook, I'd be like, oh, where's the Colton Perk uh, buttons at? <laughs> That's, uh, by, the way, by the way, we have a winner with uh, worst jersey. The Meeker. I have a Rudy Poshek jersey he gave me. So what a wrote, I didn't hear the story on this, Meeker. What did Rudy I, Poshek walk up and say, nobody wants this jersey. Here you go, kid. I, I, I hated Rudy Poshek. I couldn't stand. Oh, him. he was bad. P- Pilon, Poshek, couldn't stand any of those guys. Brewer, yeah, just hated all of them. <laughs> uh, you got here, okay? If we want a refresher of our defense from 0506, we got uh, Dennis Weidman, Bear Jackman, who just opened a dispensary. Uh, in I Santa saw Rose. that. Yeah. He and I actually Chaser. want to go check that out. Him, Ch- yeah, him Chaser, I'll, yeah. I want to check that out. That's awesome. Yep. Um. Eric Weinrich, <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt Walker. Walker, Matt Walker, uh, Christian Backman, Kevin Dahlman, Bryce Salvador, Steve Popes, Eric Brewer, and Jeff Waywitka. I Former employer of the show, Bryce Salvador. Yeah. <sighs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, I will stand by. I still say this, and I think it's true. Jeff Waywitka. In terms of, I guess there had to be a, a cap number on it. Like you got to say how many number of games a person's played. I still say Jeff Wojtka is the worst blue of all time. Wow. He was awful. I never understood why they actually, you know what? I take that back. I do understand why they kept playing him because when Brewer sucked, trade. when Brewer sucked, management was like, yeah, you know, we're just waiting for Wojtka to come around because he's the cornerstone of the trade. And it's like, no, he's fucking not. You can see he is not. And, you know, the poor guy. Who was the other poor guy that came in at that trade? You guys Doug the name? Lynch. Doug, Doug Lynch. Lynch. Yeah. Got the one, I'm like, how did Jeff Wojtka get over 100 games in the NHL? And that guy never even sniffed it. Was he really that bad? You know, we, we should do a show on worst blues players but weight it based on games played so the you know like 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 garth butcher for example played a lot of games yeah. when he was here yes but he was objectively terrible um so but the fact he played so many games makes him worse than somebody who was bad but didn't play many games you know who i hated as a blue and and now we're <laughs> now we're getting into tangents here mike keen you remember the short stint oh, that he was here? Yes. yes. He was supposed to be oh. that really good defensive no, forward. He, he was the guy, right? He he won cups everywhere he went. He won a cup in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Then he was part of the Patrick Wall trade. He won it in Colorado. And then he went to Dallas. And then he Dallas. came here. And I was at his first game as a blue, first regular season game as a blue, season opener in 2000 or was it 2000 no 2001 might, might have been 2001. Columbus yeah. it was against Columbus in Columbus and like we lost that game and I was like you know 
uh, this might keep things not going to look too good. He was bad in that. Game. I, well, I and a, the thing that pissed Kane me story. off about him was the fact that they they then traded him later that season. He didn't even spend a whole season here. They traded him back to Dallas, and all of a sudden he could fucking play hockey again. That drove Mike, me nuts. I have my Keen story. Back in the Let's Go Blues dot com forum day, the heyday, uh, had someone con- when Mike Keen was traded here. I had a Mike Keen fan, a huge fan, who was also a Blues fan too, too, but a huge Mike Keen fan, like obsessively. What was his name? His. It wasn't a he; it was a she. Okay, Twisted, I remember there being Twisted a... Mama was the uh, screen name. That's it. That's it. I, re- I remember there being a big Keen fan. Yes. in the Let's Go such Blues. a weird forum. And she contacted me. She wanted me to design a Mike Keen fan site for her. <laughs> so right. I did. And you she sent us. me binders of information on Mike <laughs> Keen. Binders of mm. stuff to put on the site, pictures, images, information, all kinds of stuff. She was in love with Mike Keen. It Let's was crazy. Get, what was her name? Twisted Mama? Twisted Mama. Yeah. Let's get Twisted Mama on the show. Twisted Mama, <laughs> if you are listening, please, please. That would be an. I'm not kidding. I'm really not making this up. That would be an awesome summer episode. I don't even know what would happen Have on that her site. On and talk to her about Mike Keen and her <laughs> love for him. Please yeah. email us radio at letsgoblues.com. We'd she had love met to him. Have you on. She had met him, and yeah, you know, when you meet a player, you automatically put him on a pedestal of sorts, you know, to some degree, because mm-hmm. you know how nice they are to you and whatnot. But uh, yeah, she was. Well, she had. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I will say, you guys know my my Slack chat picture, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you it's and Brew, Eric, me and Eric Brewer, and we went like as it, it was literally it was it was one of those things where it was a joke to to go meet Eric Brewer because everybody knew how much I hated the guy, and I went and met him. He was the nicest fucking guy, like. And, he and looks like a nice guy. Everybody says that about NHL players, right? And plus, we always heard about how, how he's such a good locker room guy. Dude, he had full conversations with people, and there was gobs of people there because it was him and Barrett Jackman. And so there's a bunch of people there just to see Jackman. But, like, he had full conversations with people, asked how long they've been fans, you know, oh, who was your favorite player all time for the Blues? Did you watch any of the Olympics recently? Like... Having full conversations with people, and you know, I'm the one dude who's like, "Hey, can you take a picture of me?" I know that sounds weird because I knew it'd be funny to like post it. And oh, oh yeah, your phone, one of your friends. Hey, you would take a picture of us, and I'm like, "You are too nice, dude." Like, I love to hate you. Stop he, being nice. He looks like a nice guy. <laughs> he looks like he'd be a nice guy. That's the problem. He was. He's too he was. nice. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, that that ped, the guy that you put on a pedestal because you met him for me is Jocelyn Lemieux. Okay, All right. he. I don't know if you remember. It was what eighty, the late eighties when he was with the Blues, and he had a broken ankle. Couldn't play for like I don't know. He was out for six to eight weeks. And he showed up at one of my games out in Creevecore. Like his, he was dating somebody whose kid played for uh, the other team. And he oh, popped into our. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. 
person. Thank you. No, so he he popped into the locker room after the game, and he's like, you know, hey, you guys had a great effort tonight, and he had a special shout out to me, and I'm like, oh my god, that's awesome, Jocelyn Lemieux, Jocelyn Lemieux, totally. Hey, that was a great game, goalie. And from that time on, I'm like, oh, it was great. And like, he got he healed from his injury and got traded. So my uh, my uh, put a guy on a pedestal from meeting him uh, was uh, and. I didn't have to meet him to have him and put him on this pedestal, but it was Bobby Plager. Mm. And uh, I met him at uh, SCU's campus. Must have been, man, I don't know, 06 or 07, something like that. Um, and uh, he was there with part of the blues at a table, um, you know, talking about uh, tickets and stuff. And there were, he was signing pictures. Nobody was there. Nobody was, like, in line to get a picture. So I walked to the table. I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't know he was over there even. I hadn't heard anything about it. I walked by. I'm like, that's fucking Bobby Plager. So I walked over and got an autograph picture. And I started talking to him. Asked him about Barrett Jackman's shoulder and all this stuff. And uh, the nicest guy. Oh my god. Talked. Didn't have to. Right. He talked. Um, asked me about you know me and where I played and and how I've been playing and and uh, wow, it was just. He's a super nice guy. He just I mean, he didn't have to. He went above and beyond as far as like he wasn't just answering questions I had for him, but he would he would ask questions of me too. So which was that was great. It was, it was His passing still hits me. I yeah. When they were doing the Hall of Fame stuff, they said let's you know, and they they brought every, all everyone out for the, the 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 puck drop against Lightning, and they said let's honor you know before we bring all of our Hall of Fame inductees out, let's honor those who um you know who are no longer with us. And when he listed, and it was just a list, like Bob Gassoff, Barkley Plager, Bob Plager. When he said Bob's name, I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. Like that, I don't I don't know if, I, and this sounds dumb. I My sister used to make fun of me when I took like Jack Buck's death so hard. She was like, oh, you didn't even know the guy. But like, but I listened to him every goddamn night. Like he's a part of my life. And that's how Bob Plager was for me. Like, and I had met him and talked to him plenty of times, uh, even before the media. When you know, I just go to blues events and he'd be there. I'd be like, "Oh, Dad, there's Bob Plager," and we just go up and talk to him. Like you said, like he was a member of our family, oh. and and that's how he was. And so when I just even now when somebody mentions Bob Plager, I'm like, "Oh yeah," and it just it still just hits me in such a weird way. He's so approachable. Another one was uh, Guy Abar. Uh, training camp. Bill knows the story about when my cousin was there with me, and we and he brought his glove, his trap, goalie trapper, and uh, he asked a bear after practice, and he had showered, and he came out into the lobby, and he was signing autographs, and super nice guy. And uh, my cousin Jeff asked him to put on his glove so Jeff could toss him a puck, he'd make a he could make a you know catch it with his glove on, and he did. He was like perfectly. He goes, "Oh sure, yeah, I'll do it for you." Put his glove on. He caught it. And uh, so you could say Guy Hebert made a save with his, you know, may well cut a puck with his glove. It was kind of a neat thing. And yeah. uh, he, he take, puts that stinky old glove on his hand after he gets out of the shower, you know, from after practice. That was just yeah. super nice. That uh, I remember that glove too. Stinky old Vaughn. Yeah, it was a white Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, was, that was a bad one. <laughs> that yeah. uh, whenever you say Guy Hebert, I think of uh, if anybody listens to the Puck Podcast, our friends over at. Puck podcast, Eddie and Doug. Apparently, when they, I think they said they were doing college games and they used to 
go do like some minor league <laughs> hockey college games. Uh, Phil Esposito used to work with them over at the ESPN, the local ESPN. And I guess um, maybe it wasn't college game. might have been one. And I guess it was an NHL. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> it's 1058. Do Mountain. you know where your children are? Mountain time. Mountain yeah, time. right. It's not even mountain. <laughs> All right. It anyway, is. It's, almost, so there, it's almost 10 mountain time. I'll say it's not even there. You should have waited till 11. Nah. But anyway, so apparently Phil Esposito didn't know who Guy Bear was. And so when he was looking at the roster, he was like, Guy Hebert. And they were like, no, no, no. It's actually pronounced uh, Guy Bear. And he goes, Gay Bear? What yeah. the hell's that? <laughs> That's a certain segment of society. Here you guys. <laughs> Oh, uh, um, all right. So uh, I guess some social media fails. Um, I think uh, some people uh, are just now realizing that we're kind of stuck with what we have with our high priced defensemen. Um, so welcome to the conversation. Uh, we've been saying this for months um, that the no trade clauses attached to these defensemen make them basically untradeable unless they waive the no trade clauses. And some people aren't aware that you can't trade someone with a no trade clause. It literally says the the NTC literally means no trade clause. Um, I saw some comments from people who should know better uh, say that we need to trade a couple guys to any team on the list of teams that they'd go to. And it would just be addition by subtraction. What list of teams is that going to be? There's there are no trade clauses. They're not, there's no list. It's not a modified no trade clause. It's a full no trade clause. Do you guys remember in NHL 94, if you tried to make a trade with the same team you were trading with, what they would do? If you tried to make a team with the same team you were trading so with. So if you tried to make a trade, like let's say you were trying to trade Brett Hall from the St. Louis Blues to the St. Louis Blues, because you could do that in the trade screen. Do you remember what it would do? No. It would say, well, we'll do it, but that's silly. <laughs> like, it would literally <laughs> pop up with that message. And that's what I'm picturing here with this. Like, okay, uh, Colton, we want to trade you. Uh, here's your list of uh, teams you're willing to be traded to. The St. Louis Blues. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Krug, Falk, Pareko, Letty. All those guys have no trade clauses. And I'm sure most Blues fans would like to see one or two of them traded. If they don't waive the no trade clauses, they're not going anywhere. They, I mean, they don't, they don't have to go anywhere. So I think they some people are the impression they get modi- modified clauses at the end of their contract. Some do, yeah, some yeah. do. Um, but yeah, I, some people are under the impression that you can just that a no trade clause means well they'll submit a seven teams they absolutely should can't be traded to or ten teams they can't be traded to and then we can trade them to anybody else. That's not how this works. That's not yep. how full no trade clauses work. Those are modified no trade clauses. Each player is different. The number of teams are allowed to have on a, on a list. That's not what these players have. There's so. literally two things Doug Armstrong can do here. One, he can go to, let's just say it's Colton Pareko, just for the sake of argument. Goes Colton Pareko, hey, we want to trade you. We're going to trade you if we can. Where would you like to be traded? And I can orchestrate a trade with that team or those teams or whatever. And if Col- Colton could just flat out say, I don't want to be traded. Sorry, not going anywhere. Yep. Or he can orchestrate a trade somewhere and then go to Pareko and say, hey, 
I spoke with uh, Chicago Blackhawks, let's just say, and uh, they want to acquire you. Uh, what do you think? Would you be interested? That's literally the only two options he has. And both times, Pareko can just say, I'm going to enact my no trade clause. I don't want to go anywhere. Sorry. From from what um, beat writers have said, I think it's beat writers, uh, maybe in Korak or Rutherford, um, they, they've said that Pareko, I, I'm not sure how this question came up or how this info, they got this info, but they said that Pareko is not going to waive his no trade clause. He's very happy here. Yeah, that, and that that was the just me. it was a, it was a conversation about Preco maybe waving his no trade clause and and they were like that's highly doubtful he's he's very happy here so they, they don't think it's gonna happen so and people people will also say you know well there's ways you can trade it you can trade anybody you can get anybody traded you know you can cut their ice time you can bench them you can um, you know say you're going through a rebuild and you want to and you're gonna and you want that player might not want to be here. You know, if if you bench a guy, if you cut his ice time um, or scratch him entirely, when that kind of move isn't necessarily warranted, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that aspect of it here. But but if he deserves to play, and if he's one of your top six defensemen, but you're just not playing him as a way to blackmail him and to say, hey, I'm not going to play you, so you might as well waive your no trade clause so I can trade you. That's a really shitty way to treat a player, and that's a really good way for players to not want to come play for you. That have a no trade yeah. clause. Like I fought for my no trade clause. I fought for to get that in my contract. Why would I go to a team that's going to try and blackmail me out of a clause that I, I have my contract? I want it. So yeah, players talk. Yeah. Then, again, oh, yeah. this isn't a video game. As I made the NHL '94 reference earlier, this isn't a video game. This isn't like okay, this guy has a no trade clause, but I'm going to try to trade him anyway. Although video games don't allow that, but I'm saying players talk. Colton Pareko, let's again, let's just say him. You know, if the Blues are trying to acquire some big defenseman or some guy that uh, is a free agent, I mean, even a forward, but he's friends with Colton Pareko, he's going to say, I talked to Colton and he's fucking pissed with how you've been treating him. I'm not signing with you because you're going to treat me the same way. Like, that's bad for player relations. That's just not how it works. And I think Doug Armstrong's been pretty good with players as far as how he treats them, how he talks about them in the media. Um, I, you know, I, I think the organization is a very pre- player friendly organization. That's a good thing. Um, you know, I, you, you want, you'd like free agents to, you know, consider St. Louis as an option um, instead of writing them off just because, Oh, well, Armstrong's a GM. He's an asshole. You know, he forces players out of the no trade clauses so he can trade them. Um, so I, that, and so when people say that, you know, you can trade anybody. You know, people waive no trade clauses all the time. Well, sometimes they do, but usually it's because they want out because because the team is rebuilding and they don't want to go through that rebuild. Or, you know, there's a huge problem with the coach where they just don't get along. They fight. They just, they're, they're, they're butting heads constantly. and Or, or uh, the team of doctors messes up shoulder surgery and you want out, right? So <coughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you know, uh, the mindset of, well, you can trade anybody. No trade clauses don't mean anything. Uh, it's a bunch of bullshit. That's people making up shit, talking on their ass. Um, we talked about Ben Ryan. We don't have to rehash that again, do we? Uh, no, we do yeah. not. Because I think we all, not even just the three of us, I think all of Blues Nation. I think, let's say 90% of people who reside in St. Louis 
and surrounding areas agree with us. The only ones that don't are like Doug Armstrong, Mike Van Ryan, maybe Craig Berube, uh, Mike Van Ryan's wife, Mike Van Ryan's kids. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Julie's brother who went to high school with him. He'd be oh, pissed. okay. Okay. <laughs> well, damn it. I, I guess Armstrong's talking to him too much. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Brett Hall's dad passed away and uh, Bally Sports uh, will file for bankruptcy. And the NHL's TV ratings are down, or are they? We'll discuss all of that after this word from Centerize Brewery. So don't nobody go nowhere. This is Let's Go Blues Radio. Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. You know, uh, Amy said that she could do a much better job than me on the voiceover work for that Center Ice spot. Oh, let's have her do it. Please. So I told her, I said, next time you're over here, we'll we'll sit down and we'll record you doing it. We'll write some copy for you and we'll do it. Do it. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and get some copy started. So that way, like you at least have a starting point. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yes, please. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be amazing. Add a female voice to the show. Yeah. I, I just part... want to hear Amy as part of the show. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> that that would be great. Because yeah, right now, right now it's uh Take off hosers, right? The, the <laughs> right. That's the only one. The, the, <laughs> the Canadian voiceover. voice actress. Yeah, yeah the Canadian, Canadian voice, actress. voice actress that you paid five dollars. Mm. I was going, you know, I was going to um, contact her again to have her do something else, but she's no longer on Fiverr. So, oh. yeah, I know. Well, I thought, she, uh, I thought she did good work. That was good. Take off your hosers. Take off hosers. Although it's hard to say again, like Hofer. It's hard to say hoser without sounding Canadian. Oh, but it's a, it's a, I don't, I mean, I think it's a Canadian uh, slam, right? It has to be. Yes. I, mean, it, it I, I don't think it was originated anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I, I first heard it when I was a kid watching a strange brew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Bob and Doug. Bob and Doug. Huh. And then so how blues... great was it that Bob McKenzie was the best hockey journalist of, right. you know, <laughs> that was just that was per, from from a an American fan of Canada. It couldn't have been more perfect. So the Blues have been uh, linked to uh, Jesse Poyarve, Edmonton's uh, forward. So this uh, article written by uh, Frank Sever uh, um at DailyFaceoff.com. Uh, this is a it's a long article, but I'll read the Blues small portion to you. Um, St. Louis Blues, the Blues were one of the teams that responded to Edmonton's inquiry about Poliarvi. The belief is that they were willing to roll the dice with Poliarvi for the rest of the season to see if they could rehab his game a bit, sending back another project player or pending UFA the other way. Poliarvi is a former fourth-round pick, fourth overall pick, sorry, and makes $3 million per. This is his, uh, he's in the last year of his contract, and he's an RFA after this season. Poliarvi's uh, fatal flaw 
is his absence of hockey intelligence, which we have a lot of on this team. Mm-hmm. Do we need more of that? Um, and he lacks, he lacks awareness. Saw some folks speculating that they'd like to see Logan Brown go the other way, but why would Edmonton want Logan Brown for a playoff? Logan Brown is Matt D'Agostini, the Blues fans. Right, I I think Dig I think Degasini was a much more effective player than Logan. Oh, no, Brown. no, 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 no. I'm talking about with trade talk. I'm right. saying oh. everybody you, you back trade in the him day for was anybody. Degasini right. in a third for Crosby. That's all you got to yeah. do, right? Like, I like Degasini. I think I did too. My wife loved him. She said 26, he was the hottest player right? on the Blues. Twenty six, thirty six, thirty six, thirty six. Okay, very close. You're thinking of Peter Chianic. See, I was gonna say Chanek was thirty-six. He was twenty-six. He okay. was twenty-six. I, yeah. I did him back. I did him back him backwards. You're right. Uh, no, uh, Matt D'Agostini. Uh, my wife loved him. She said he was the hottest player on the Blues. Which, sure. Hmm. Um, I thought he kind of looked like me. So I was like, uh, she likes Bennington. Bit. What does she know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still it blows my mind that she doesn't say that Ryan O'Reilly is that attractive. I'm like, come on, that dude is so hot. Yeah, I do. Give it. me. Exactly. Yeah. I am totally straight, and I would do Ryan O'Reilly. Clip that off. <laughs> it's, the, it's the eyes, man. It's yeah, eyes. It is. yeah, it is. I say, why not acquire him? We did it with Neil Yukupov. Look that at how well name. that's. Look at how well he's doing. So, <laughs> let's go that, that route was, again. That was the name that was coming to mind with all. I mean, every, every part of this former first round pick. I mean, he was first overall. But Pugliarvi, fourth overall, uh, from Edmonton, needs a change of scenery, no hockey IQ, right. lacks awareness, 100%. That is Nail Yakupov yeah, on That's exactly nail. what I was thinking. Yakupov played 100 miles an hour, but didn't know what the hell to do with the puck. Mm-mm. Remember, Hey, Bill, you remember where we were when, when we acquired him? I'm blacking it out. The Ozarks. Yeah, I think we're playing poker at the Ozarks. Yeah, I, yep. I think I think you're right. That's like, uh, you, I think you announced it. You you saw it on your phone. Yeah, I it, that was that that one second that I got reception that weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the news I got. But yeah, there you go, Matt Harris, resident LGB bisexual. ROR is daddy as fuck. I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because I guess like that's like porn, right? Like, oh, daddy, you know. Because I never I, had a girl call me daddy, which I don't think I ever want. A, yeah, I hope my wife never weird. calls me that's daddy. That's always been weird to me, right? I mean, that's yeah. That's, yeah. That's, 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 I don't want that. I. Ooh, I, I, I think. I think I sh- if you got that, that, I think if you got that, you've got somebody who has daddy issues, right? Mm-hmm. So. I. Mm, all right. I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna say this right, real quick. I once had a girl who wanted me to call her mommy. Oh, I didn't really like that. I could. Oh, okay. I did not how, like it. How do you do that? How do you even do that? I that's, was literally like, that's the last thing I want to think of. I was moment. literally like, oh, okay, mommy. Oh, you like, did really? This is so weird. I get the fuck out of here. I got to leave. Where's my pants? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that stays between us and our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to live on the internet forever, but okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, You know what? Honestly, at this point, he's a pending RFA. Why the fuck not? I mean, if, if that's, I, yeah. if it's like a throw in with like a third, 
like a third round pick or something for a fourth or a fifth or whatever you can get for like, because apparently they're wanting Mikola. See what you got in him for, you know, the next 25, 30 games. If it works out, you know, qualify him, bring him back well, for another year, see what he can do. Well, especially if you don't have plans on bringing Mikola back. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's, if that's, and, and if, and if the, if you can't move your existing defense, right, your, your, your NTCs, you probably have to get rid of Mikola, even though he's not your worst defenseman. I don't think, but you see, you get rid of him, you free up almost 2 million along with whatever else you free up with O'Reilly, Tarasenko, whatever, um, or any of the moves you make to try and, and we've talked about this, about how do you fix the defense? You either have it as is, or you throw more money at it. So, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to bring in a four or $5 million a year player on defense, then uh, they'd have to move Mikula. So why not? Why not bring him in? Although he makes See what you got. He may, yeah, and I mean he's he's making three million this year. Um, next year, you would assume he would not make that much. Um, yeah, think. but but what if the Blues luck out? He comes here and he pots ten goals, and we're like, you know, Doug Armstrong can't. He signs for four and a quarter. A bad contract. Four years, four point two five per. Well, right. Look what we got. We can't let this guy go to RFA. Yeah, here's Yuri Latero money. You know what? Yeah, oh, I mean, God, it, no. I if you can sign him for cheap, great. But this, if you're adding anything next season, and this will be a show in the future, it's got to be defense. You you have to work with the defense. You have to. So I'm not worried about forwards right now. But hey, if you want to bring him in for the rest of the season, fine. I don't care. Who cares? Bring him in. <coughs> Maybe find lightning in a bottle. Who cares? Uh, Bally Sports uh, is going to file for bankruptcy in what some are calling one of the worst financial collapses in the history of sports media, if not the worst period. Diamond Sports Group, who manages Sinclair Broadcast Group's 19 Bally Sports Regional Sports Television Networks. That's a mouthful. Including Bally lots Sports. Of sports. Lots just of sports. Said sports like 19 times. Uh, that's their problem. They're paying for all this ink to print sports 19 times and all their copy. <laughs> Uh, this includes Bally Sports Midwest, which televises the Blues and Cardinals games. Uh, they're filing for bankruptcy. So Diamond Sports Group is so you're reportedly... Saying they, you're saying they broadcast sports? Yes, I believe so. Some, okay. some would say that. Uh, they're reportedly $8.6 in debt. On top of that, Sinclair owes $55 billion in sports media rights to the MLB, NBA, and NHL teams across the country. Sinclair was reportedly hoping to strike a deal to help them keep the channels operating during bankruptcy. As a result, several professional teams, sports teams, uh, we're talking a crap load, who rely on revenue from TV deals are going to take a huge financial hit and will have to pull back their spending, potentially cutting payroll, especially considering the Diamond can terminate the deals whenever they want amid a restructuring. The St. Louis Cardinals, for example, have been singled out as a franchise that will take one of the biggest hits because of a lot of their revenue comes from RSN television rights, and they own about 30% of Bally Sports Midwest. Altogether, Bally Sports broadcasts 15 MLB teams, 17 NBA teams, 14 NHL teams, and several others as well. So this will affect the Blues a little bit, not near as much as the Cardinals. Um, really, I, the, the, the Blues need to piggyback on whatever the Cardinals do. The Cardinals need to start their own broadcast network, and the Blues need to be part of that somehow. 
pull a uh, an MSG network in St. Louis, something like that. The, yeah. the, the Cardinals, I mean, the, the Cardinals. I mean, they've got such a following. I mean, right. You would think that you they'd imagine be fine with broadcasting, you know, Cardinals TV through the Midwest. Yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah, although it'd be one more station for cable companies to have to pick up. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, <laughs> is that, I, it's not surprising I remember, at all. I, I remember I read, yeah, I remember I read an article after the sale from Fox sports to ESPN and then ESPN had to sell that off because of the monopoly situation. And I remember somebody when Bally was in the mix, somebody said, this company is not going to be able to hold this for very long. It's going to go bankrupt. And right. I remember thinking like, then why the fuck would they? But it's because it's it's a shiny new toy for a bunch of millionaires to play with. And it's like, clearly this was not the right toy for you because it's hard to make money off something like this right now, especially with how archaic these TV deals are. Right. But they bet heavy on integrating because they licensed it with Bally's because they were going to integrate the betting into it and they never got there. They mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't mature it fast enough to to actually integrate you know where you could you know I I I never really understood what they were trying to do I don't know, maybe get to the point that you could text bet like you know while you're watching the game just quickly do that but no it's yep. it's it was a terrible terrible business decision by a terrible terrible company sinclair is disgusting um like just yeah just they priced them they priced themselves out of providers too you Valley's yeah. is not available on what dish network um or any of the streaming services right yeah uh, yeah youtube hulu um uh, uh, uh sling um, YouTube none, TV, YouTube TV, yeah, none of those will carry it because they they they're they too expensive, and you know, some money is better than no money, right? Wouldn't you want to get the revenue from these uh, providers so you can actually get your station out there? Um, you think you could charge more for ad revenue too for this uh, those ads that run across the air for if they're going to more people? Um, it's, it's, and the, their app doesn't work half the time. It's it's a piece of shit. I, the, the product they're putting out, I don't know. It, it doesn't surprise me that it's the most. What they what they say? They said it was the one of the worst financial collapses in the history of sports media. Doesn't surprise me. The, the way no. that the the, the 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 end users or their experience has been kind of shitty with balance. What, what was the game recently? Was that the the, the it Winnipeg was the game? Winnipeg game. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just I, go out for ten seconds at I, a time. I wa- I was. I'm lucky enough with the position that I have that I can just because it was on NHL Network, and I know that was blacked out here in St. Louis, but I was able to still get it. I didn't experience any of that because I was getting the Winnipeg feed, and I saw everybody on Twitter complaining, "Hey, can you stop blacking out during the fucking game?" And it I happened know there's been a three times in the first three minutes. That's the game. ridiculous. That shit and it happened never about 15, happened. About 15 times during the entire game it happened. It was crazy. That's you should you're paying for the service. And that's and that's what I always say like whenever my power will go out for like a couple hours or my Wi-Fi goes out for a day. I'm like, "Okay, how about you take that shit off my bill because I'm paying you to fucking work." 
And if you're not working, what the hell am I paying you for? And that's how I feel with Bally's. It fucks up all the time. The 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 app is complete shit. I yeah. mean, utter garbage. And there are people who are literally just paying for the app to watch Blues and Cardinals games. And it's like, on, on my TV upstairs, if I'm watching it on the app, I have to turn the volume all the way up because for whatever reason, the game comes in at such a low volume. So then when the fucking commercials come on, I'm about to blow out my speakers because those are at regular volume. And it's like, this is 2023. We should have this shit figured out. Do you know what Bally's? I I, I complain on Twitter that it happened three times the first three minutes. And I, I tagged Bally's and I was like, I was like, what is going on? I mean, I'm watching this game and every, uh, you know, minute and a half of of real time uh cuts out for 10 seconds and it just keeps and and so i tagged him i said what's going on and they said and i said other people are experiencing this too and they said well you know uh, let us know your device uh and uh and where you're located and we'll try and troubleshoot your problem i'm like it's an this is not my problem Mm -hmm. it's everybody is having this issue that's getting the bally's feed and they said, I said, look within. This is not me. And they said, well, uh, send us a DM and we'll try and work with you to right. fix your problem. Right. I'm like, fuck you. This is not my problem. It's yeah, this, level this, one tech it's, support it's, in India texting yep. you that shit. Yeah, that is that is not at all a person talking to you. That is a, oh, somebody's tagging us and there's keywords re- related to an issue with technical support. Let's just send him this message. That's yeah, what and happens. The, and the Meeker uh, made a good point. He said, uh, I thought my Wi-Fi was cutting out and realized it wasn't my Wi-Fi because the Bally's logo was still in the corner. Yeah, exactly. I know it's the same thing. The, the 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 screen was black and there was no audio, but that fucking Bally's logo was up in the upper right-hand corner, still there. So the the the, mm. the signal was being received, but their, their feed from the game was... Uh- Matt Harris, uh, I, I I love his comment here, and clearly there has to be some financial backing here, but I'm going to make a point after I read your comment that proves that there is. Or just brainstorming here, we stop making hockey so fucking hard to watch, get rid of the blackouts, and put games on any screen that'll show it. Now you see that, and you say, okay, well then how do the businesses make money? Okay, stop blacking out ESPN+. Plus. Um, and you have to raise the rates for that a little bit. I don't think anyone's going to complain that much. So if you get ESPN plus, you can get all the games Two, If ESPN's carrying a game and so is, let's just say it's Bally. Don't black out the ESPN feed. Let people still watch that feed. Cause you're still getting eyes on the screen. You're still getting people watching the game. And again, same thing with, with the NHL network. you, Stop the fucking blackouts. Again, I got it back in the day before streaming, but now the world is going to streaming. Stop blacking games out. The fact this is still happening with every major league is ridiculous to me. The, the, I, I'd love for them to figure this out, but the problem with that is is that their advertisers are paying for, you know, exclusive they want eyes they, they want to know that that people are watching this their ads on your on your broadcast and not looking somewhere else so they want exclusivity right that everyone's going to watch this feed if they want to watch this this team play in the local market i understand that to some degree but the cardinals did come out and the cardinals same as cardinals said that they they want to do it with blackouts they think the blackouts are are, are 
are a extremely dated um, uh, way to do things, and they think they want to do it with blackouts. Right. So, and well, Cardinals have a lot of pull at, in the MLB, so that'd be interesting to see if anything happens with yeah. that. In in look at look at the Chicago Blackhawks. Right. They voluntarily did not broadcast their games in their own market, and for a long time, they, for a very long time. And there was, you know, I mean, we got we get to joke about, you know, the Blackhawks didn't exist before they drafted Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane because no fan knows them because of that. Right. That that is just God awful business decision in, in you know, uh, Bill Wirtz was the probably least business savvy, right? It, at least when it came to um, his hockey team. Uh, of any of the owners ever in the history of hockey. And, you know, his kids <sighs> figured it out, you know, came along and started broadcasting and, you know, that their popularity is through the roof. Yeah, it helps that you won some cups and, you know, ignored some rape and all that other stuff. But <laughs> I don't know why. Bill. I don't know why, to go back to your point, Jeff, about the blackouts, but I don't know why they just can't put the same feed um on like ESPN plus and Bally's. Yeah, I, I I like like if you're watching Bally's through, you know, let's say you have it with DirecTV. And so you could watch the you could watch the feed on DirecTV or you could watch it on ESPN Plus. And it's the exact same feed, same commercials, same everything. And 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 if it's judged by your location, because they, they can still do that, they can say, okay, well it's you know in let's say it's blues at rangers if it's closer to st louis we'll show the st louis ads closer to new york we'll show the new york ads like it's not that hard to do by today's standards yeah or if it's not anywhere we just show national ads you have opportunity to sell more ads at that point especially with streaming because because i know for a fact that you this stuff is granular i have two different Roku devices. I have, I have one Roku device in my kitchen TV and one Roku device on the family room TV uh, on the other side of the wall. I can, I, and I will, a lot of times I will have the, the family room TV up high and turn the kitchen uh, muted. And they'll, I'll sync them up because they'll be a little off because, you know, streaming has a little delay, whatever. So I'll sync them up. They're both streaming, both using the same DirecTV streaming app. So I'm watching the game, both TVs. They will become unsynced as the game goes on, and the commercials go out of sync. They may even run different commercials on the same fucking Roku device in the same market. I've had different commercials in the same run. house. Yeah, in the same I've had house. I've had different commercials run, and I don't know if other Roku users have seen almost every commercial break. There's like a five or ten second. Uh, you know, we're in a commercial break. We'll rejoin the 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 stream shortly. As like some kind of graphic on the screen. It's like a filler to go between commercials to I don't know why it's there. But it's it's very strange how different two different Roku devices in the same house um, would have different commercials for the exact same stream on the exact same app. Well, I'll tell you to to tie this slightly back to Bally Sports here, um, the app that I use on uh, my device is you know it's like a tv app where i can basically get channels from pretty much anywhere so if i want to watch the oilers feed when the blues are playing the oilers i can jump on and grab that feed instead um 
the only time that I have syncing issues with the sound being off, um, you know, video before sound, sound before video, um, any kind of like, um, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for when the um, I get the little spinny circle uh, Buff, buffering, buffering. I get a buffering issue. It's only when I'm watching the Bally app. That's the only time. Every other time that I'm watching MSG, um, Sun Sports, uh, 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 anything in Canada, Sportsnet, I don't get any issues. It's only when I'm watching Bally's. And it's just, Jesus Christ, how fucking set in the Stone Age are we with this shit? Something's got to change. I mean, the Cardinals are the first team I've heard speak out about blackouts. So we'll see. It's going to be a while, I'm sure. Uh, Bobby Hall passed away. The St. Louis Blues have issued a statement on the passing of hockey legend Bobby Hall. Bobby Hall was one of the greatest players in NHL history from a Stanley Cup, Hart trophies, a dozen All-Star games, and a Hall of Fame induction. His accomplishments on the ice are legendary. Although he was a Blackhawk, Bobby will always hold a special place in our Blues family. For the memories we shared with him and Brett, our entire Blues family extends our condolences to the whole family as they mourn the passing of the Golden Jet. And I'll say this about the passing of Bobby Hull. I feel for his family and friends, which includes Brett Hull, who are mourning the loss of Bobby Hull right now. With that said, I'm not going to put on blinders so I can celebrate hockey at the expense, uh, at the expense of humanity. That's all I'm going to say. Um, all that I'll say is RIP Bobby Hall. My condolences to Brett and the rest of the Hall family and to everyone within the Chicago Blackhawks organization that have been touched by um, Bobby Hall's passing. I thought you were going to say a former trainer, but never mind. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. All I'll say is I I have I have in my case behind me I do have a Bobby Hole autographed puck that somebody gave me because he was signing autographs in uh in, at the sport the old sports card shop in the mall in St Clair mm. Square and. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and you know the the guy that I worked for um, went down there and got got an autograph from, gave me the puck. I'm like, oh, that's great, and yeah, so it's back there somewhere. But yeah, not uh, not gonna not gonna celebrate the man. You know, his great hockey player, terrible human being. Uh, it's been said, uh, you know, everywhere, and that's I think as much as needs to be said. Uh, Bobby Hull's daughter, um, Michelle, was interviewed by ESPN, and she confirmed the um, abusive and racist uh, nature of the stories of Bobby Hall. And uh, when she heard about the Hitler quotes, which everyone's heard, you know, Hitler had some good ideas, um, she said, that's exactly like him. So, you know, that's his own daughter who knew him personally. So... Mm. Call him a horrible person. So take that and do with it with you will. Um, NHL All Star Weekend this Saturday, February third and fourth, is in Florida. Skills competition is Friday night, seven p.m. The game is Saturday at three p.m. Bo Horvat uh, was traded on Monday. 
traded from Vancouver to the New York Islanders, was going to represent Vancouver at the All-Star game. He'll still represent the Pacific Division, though um, he will be in the uh, he'll be wearing an Islanders jersey for the skills competition and will have a patch on a specific division all-star jersey indicating he's an Islander. So uh, it's funny because the initial was uh, reportedly up in arms over the timing of this trade and wasn't sure how to handle the all-star game implications at first. <laughs> you know, if I'm the Canucks, you know what I say? Fuck off. <laughs> Right? Yeah, like I don't right. care. We're well, already, we're making a hockey trade here. I don't yeah. care about the All Star game. They have Pedersen going. It's not like Horvat was the only guy going, right? Pedersen's going, right? So I mean, they have representative. They don't need. Who cares? I I just I it I, the, the All Star game is a gong show, which is fine. Bill and I talked about it last week. I I enjoy the competition. I don't really. I mean, I I turn on the game, but I don't really watch it. It's kind of in the background while I'm doing something else, but. You know, for them to be upset about that. And the thing, and, and how about the hypocrisy with this? And I know it's a completely different situation, but John Scott, right? The NHL basically orchestrated a trade. Was it with Arizona so that he mm -hmm. didn't go to the All-Star game? Trade him. Trade him now so that we can say he's not part of the All-Star game. Now they're like, wait a minute. You're making a trade before the All-Star game with an All-Star? How? dare you and it's fuck off nhl like well, john, again, john this, scott participated still yeah yeah well because, they didn't want him to fan, they tried to stop him backlash right? yeah fan backlash yeah. yeah fan backlash and even player backlash from what mm -hmm. i understand there was even players saying i'm not gonna go if you don't let john go like did Wyshynski, he was voted in Wyshynski yeah. helped instigate that whole thing didn't he with the yeah. getting john scott voted in, in the first place yeah I thought it was wrong. I think it was him and Merrick. I think okay. they, they were back the when Wyshynski wasn't a complete tool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, whatever. I mean, I, I get them not like you can't flop teams. The only way that I see them kind of making a change here is if a player in the, in the um, Metro go like goes down and they can say, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put Horvat on this team and then we can have somebody else from the Pacific fill in Horvat's spot. That's the way I see this working uh, in any other way. This makes sense to me. I, a lot of people are pissed about it. I don't fucking care again. It's the all-star game. Who cares? Yeah, These right. guys are out there to yeah. have fun. They're going to be out there just doing stupid shit, making us all entertained. I don't care what teams they're on. This is fun. Who cares? Uh, report is the NHL, uh, us TV ratings dropped 22% on ESPN and TNT. Um, the national hockey leagues, uh, viewership on, uh, they say it fell 22%. Um, but that includes, okay. So this is a, this is a complicated thing where the, the headline reads that the, like the NHL TV ratings have fallen drastically, uh, since moving to ESPN and TNT. But total minutes for the NHL on ESPN's website and app um, have actually increased 29% year over year with uh, page views also up by 38%. The network social media engagements covering the league has increased by 222, 224% um, year over year as well. So, and I think that this year, ESPN and TNT are doing weekend games. NBCSN last year didn't do weekend games. So the weekday games are actually up 
29% as opposed to the numbers last year. And the weekend games are getting slaughtered. So that's the difference. Weekend games, NHL, getting slaughtered by college football, NFL, other things going on. People don't watch so much TV in the weekends, whatever. Um, and that's bringing the overall numbers down. So I think I, I saw that and I was like, really? Man, that's that's rough. ESPN and TNT taking a hit. Now that wait a second. Not really. That's not really uh that's not really quite true. Um Yeah, I mean I, I can tell you just from the three people on this panel, um, I've had some more trouble this season watching Saturday even day or night games uh for me. Like, you know, there's a lot of times, I mean, especially wasn't really a lockdown at that point, but like 2021 when we weren't still really doing anything, you know, I turn on, if there was a two o'clock game, I'd look at, you know, nine o'clock and say, Ooh, there's an afternoon game on. Ooh, there's another game on at five. Ooh, there's another game on at seven, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I would just literally sit there all day and just watch hockey this past season. It's been hard to do that. We've been just busier. And so I've even missed, like I missed the game on Saturday. Um, I had to watch it uh, on the app later, uh, the Blues and Avalanche, because I had s- stuff going on all day Saturday. So, yeah, I think that is definitely part of it, Kurt. I, I know for me, I don't watch as much hockey on the weekends like I used to. Life just gets in the way. So when you're broadcasting more uh, uh, national games over the weekends, your viewership's going to drop. Yeah, back in the day of the NHL center ice package, mm. hockey day in Canada was a thing for me. I I literally made no plans and sat around and watched hockey from puck drop in Ottawa at 11 a.m. until the game in Vancouver was over after midnight. That that was a thing for me. I was younger, had a hell of a lot less responsibility, and you know, had, had that time, but you know, it, it was, you know, for me, it, that, that was, you know, a great Saturday now, like eh, afternoon this weekend. Um, I, I was like, you know, I was working and I'm like, eh, what am I going to watch? I even put something on while I'm working. I picked college basketball <laughs> and huh. only because Providence was playing and you know, I, I always, I always try to catch a couple of their games on the stretch. Um, there was no hockey on at that time. I was surprised. Hmm. So, uh. yeah, I mean, I, 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 okay. So, and I don't, some people like to, to rip on the, the networks. It always happens. It doesn't matter who's broadcasting the national hockey games, you know, it was NBCSN or ESPN or TNT or, you know, versus or whatever. Um, people hate on it. It seems like a lot of people it doesn't matter where they are. There's a problem with the with the network for some reason. They don't like it. Problem with the coverage. Whatever. It sucks. Um, I have never in my life cared <coughs> that much. I'm like I I just appreciate games being on TV. Honestly, if if it's on ESPN, eh, I mean, yeah, I'll have my gripes about this or that or. You know, if I don't like this announcer or whatever, but do I hate the network? I, I don't think I ever have. Even when it was on yeah. Versus, thank God it's on somewhere. I get Versus. I can watch the games. Great. I don't care. Um, and I, I come from, I mean, I remember when half to only half to two-thirds of Blues games were on TV at all. 
Right. You know, you missed a third of the games during the season because they simply weren't on TV at all. So I appreciate game. I mean, you can watch ESPN plus you can watch every, almost every single game. And I like that. Some that's, I don't care about the broadcast. I don't care about the quality of it necessarily. I mean, I just, right. I, I love the fact that this is on TV. Right. I, I will say I have, I have a fairly strong opinion, uh, you know, that I, I hated how formulaic and I hate how formulaic the blues broadcast is. Same, same stuff, same segment, right? Talking, you know, it, it's uh, Alexa Dat and Bernie Federico or Jamie Rivers and Jeff, Jeff's got to drop a deuce. Um, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna sign off in a minute. He's yeah, he's he's gonna miss the big ending. <laughs> um, but uh, I I hate when shows are over formulaic, and I think TNT has a great product from having having the right people with good chemistry in the room. Right? They I they, do enjoy TNT's panel. Yeah, that's, yeah they're, they're fun they're, to listen to. Yeah, their panel's good, and when they sub, when they sub Lundqvist in, he's great. When he's not there, you know, when Gretzky's on there, it's great, right? It's it's. But when it was NBCSN and versus before that, and OLN before OLN, that, yeah, yeah, it it was so formulaic. You knew every week you were gonna see um, um, uh, Keith Jones. Um, and you know, Ed Olchek was going to broadcast one of the games and it just, it, it was so repetitive and yeah. so overdone. Um, I, 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 I love what TNT's brought, but that said, yeah. if, if we didn't do a show on Wednesday night, I don't know how often I, I would do it a bit. Right. And, well, and when, when I've got it on, I'm not listening to the panel. Yeah. I, I, and I, like I said, I, I, I have my preferences on, on you know, uh, networks and things. Obviously, uh, broadcasters and how they do things—that's fine. But uh, in the end, I'm just glad it's on TV. I just, I don't. I'll put it on, leave it on, and and that's. I just, I, I just love the fact that I can watch any hockey game I want, and and just stream it, watch it on TV, whatever. Um, so I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not one of those guys that just rips a network mercilessly because you know, even even back you know it's it's funny because gary thorne um now is like people want him back so bad it's like a movement oh, i love love gary thorne's calls but at the time gary thorne was on espn you people ripped on gary thorne all the time yeah. and oh, uh and i like I, I, players right well i've always yeah. i've always liked gary thorne but i'm just but i'm saying that you know, it's just funny how things work. You know, uh, uh, if 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 hockey was not on TV like it is now, like like ESPN, TNT are broadcasting more games than NBCSN ever has, ever did. And uh, but if they stopped, if they cut the amount of games, then people be complaining more games were on TV. I'm always com- I always thought the networks that broadcast games should do more hockey programming besides games. Oh, hundred percent. That that's that's my gripe. I'd like to see them do more. You know, I'd like to see them do like a, a daily hour. I mean, they they do some of it, but it just seems like it's not enough. It seems like it's just there's always it's, I can never catch it. NHL tonight. Yes. Right. That was great. Mm-hmm. I yep. cannot believe they didn't bring that back. I no, was no. when they when they fucking and I know most of their games now are on ESPN, like one I guess, but I really thought I'm like. 
this is a no-brainer they're going to bring back NHL tonight. And the fact that they didn't, I'm like, yeah. what? I mean, uh-huh. what else are you showing? And and I, I'm maybe I'm actually asking here, what else are they showing at like 10 o'clock on ESPN2 every night? Like, you're telling me you don't think... Lawnmower racing? Maybe, maybe... <laughs> That's NHL Network stepping in and saying, we've got this on-the-fly thing going. Can you not do that? But yeah. to me, if I'm NHL Network, that's my back seat. if I'm the NHL. NHL Network is, hey, tune in. You know, we'll always have something going on the talkie. But for me, it's like the prime shit belongs on ESPN and TNT. Yeah, and I, I am all for, if you want to co- consider it competition. Of- I don't. What other networks are doing, fine. But for me, if I'm NHL, I'm like, and everything that comes in the NHL tonight or NHL network is backseat to what our networks that are producing our games. I agree. That I, takes a backseat. I agree. NHL network, as far as I'm concerned, the NHL network shouldn't be a, I mean, I assume it gets completely owned and controlled by the NHL. I don't think that necessarily is a program, is a, is a station that needs to turn on a profit. I think that's just an NHL programming that they put out there to have out there. And if it makes a profit, bonus. Um, you, you're going to get most of your views on ESPN. So you've mm-hmm. got to have that be your bread and butter for NHL content. Because uh, let's face it, man, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. And, you know, I'm not watching, but that's not what they care about. They care if it's on your TV. There's been times where I'll be watching something on ESPN, let's say, like a, a hockey game, and then I'll start doing something else, and two hours later I look up and I'm like, oh, they're talking about the NBA. I didn't even realize I had this on. And the NHL, that's bonus for you. You know, because I'll, I'll look up and be like, oh, I got the NBA on. Fine, whatever, I'll leave it on. I'll watch a little bit. Maybe I'm a little interested in what's going on. What did LeBron do tonight? Like, Maybe nah. there's a little bit of that in me, but you got to hope it's the same thing for a basketball fan that looks up. Oh shit. They got an NHL show on right now. Oh, well, I'll just leave it on. That's going to get you more viewers than some, because nobody who's not a hockey fan is not going to NHL network. Whatever happened yeah. to Stephen A. Smith promoting the NHL too. That was a, that was a thing before the season Fuck started, right? He yeah. was, he was talking hockey. Criticizing hockey oh. or, or oh, uh, Connor McDavid uh, needs to be able to lead his team better because without you know this uh, this this whole sport is about five players, right? Well, he he was he was idiot. he would use NBA teams as an example. Like one player can carry an entire team to a championship, mm-hmm. right. and yeah. I'm like, that's it the doesn't NBA. work that way in hockey. No, doesn't right. work, not at all. Yeah, when yeah, you have one guy out there for the whole game and then uh, you know only runs yeah four minutes of the night, okay. He's you the greatest player in the world. He should have a championship by now. Like, yeah. it doesn't it's not that simple, dude? Right. There's also and, and, 17 other guys on the rink with him. Jeez, <laughs> including Jesse Pugliarvi. <laughs> yes, yes. Future blue Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah. No, I I will say um, that you know it, it pleasant pleasant experience tonight being able to put on an NHL network and see Connor Bedard live right in in his final year of junior and that third period was amazing it was uh, three to one going into the third period and it wound up a six five overtime win by the pats 
And I feel like that, again, like emphasizes the point I made earlier that that's what your NHL network is for. Let's broadcast AHL games. Let's broadcast junior games. Let's, you know, let's fuck late at night. Let's broadcast some fucking beer league games. Who cares? Like, right. That's your secondary content. And and again, maybe I'm just, I, I might be completely off base here. Maybe that's not part of the issue, but I do feel like that the NHL is like, we don't need these highlight shows anywhere right. else. We've got it on NHL network. Cause that's kind of the way they do run they, things. And it's like, that's not how it should be. Do they air the Frozen Four? Do they air the Minnesota High School State Hockey Tournament? I mean, that, that um, they could, that t- they could tap into I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I the think Minnesota ESPN High School. did part of the Minnesota tournament okay. last year. Okay. Because that's like, I mean, that's like, it's massive. Right. So I, 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 that, and if, if someone else is broadcasting it locally in the state, you know, like the local regional sports network, whatever. Um, I don't know. Um, broadcast to the rest of the country and block out ESPN in Minnesota. Yeah, you know, yeah, as far I, as like, I don't know. I I just How? feel like NHL Network is a great spot to basically like that is your promotion of hockey. Right, that's your promotion How? of right. all hockey. And it doesn't need to make it take a profit. It shouldn't be in competition. It's just constantly running the background background promoting hockey. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How great would it be though? Going back to Jeff's idea, right? Broadcast beer league. Have have one or two nights a week, a week where they just they had it and they called it Senior A Whale Shit Hockey. <laughs> that would be the best. And, and teams would great. could clamor for that. And you can get in sweepstakes to get your team broadcast on that. It'd be amazing. Cool. Dude, I, I think I, the NHL could totally do that. You know how I awesome love... it was? We played rinky-dink floor hockey on, on, an, on an indoor uh, soccer court, and our our standings and game results were in the Belleville News Democrat. Or no, it was the Suburban Journal, I think it was. Oh, that, nice. Week. That was awesome. That was cool. Yeah. That, was just, I, that was cool. I love that there's a there's a team that plays in my league, the uh, H&A uh, Hockey North America the beer the, the the whale shit hockey that i play in and uh there's a team in in my division the lumber hacks they actually set up cameras on both ends of the rink and then they post the game the next day to where i mean it's not you know it's it's good footage but you know it's not like nhl broadcast quality but it's it's kind of fun to like look back and be like oh man beer league hockey as bad as this is, it's still hockey. I could sit here and watch this whole game and be happy. You know, uh, at Oak Hill, Bill, remember when they used to tape the games and play them afterwards in the in the bar upstairs? Yep. You could go watch your game in the bar upstairs after uh, after your game was over. That was pretty fun. That's awesome. That's yeah. very yeah. cool. All right. Uh, we're going to shut her down. Uh, anything else you want to add? Anyone? Bobby Hull love? Yeah. No. No. Okay. No love for the Golden Jet. No, unfortunately not. You don't. You, you don't want to get hung over a balcony. Oh. Okay. Okay. Or beaten with a, <laughs> or beaten with a steel-toed shoe. No. Okay. Okay. We're we're hitting new places here. I don't think I like it. Um. I'll, all that I'll add. One more thing, Kurt. 
um, is that I do have, as I told you guys, I do have an idea for our summer series. So uh, I might share that. I'll wait till share the idea next week. Um, but uh, I will say, uh, for those that may not know, maybe you picked up the show this year during this terrible blue season. We do broadcast year round. So there is an episode every single week. I think we've missed one week in five years now, uh, which is crazy. And uh, so, yeah, if you're wanting, if you're starved for hockey coverage, even after the Blues don't make the playoffs or ousted out of the playoffs, and you're still wanting some type of Blues talk, that will still be happening all year round. So, I uh, think, I think uh, we do we do average slightly more than one show a week, just because of playoffs. We occasionally do a couple shows a week. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah, Oof. yeah. We playoffs will not be, be doing this year. As I said, we will not be doing. Uh, to, to, yeah, it's putting a lot on my plate for summer series yeah. because we'll be wrapping up a lot sooner than we normally yeah. do. But uh, no, we uh, we do not. We will not be doing two shows a week over the playoffs this year. <laughs> Probably not. No, not unless safe. Safe to say, not unless the it Blues uh, rattle off about fifteen straight. It would be fun to post one up, ep- two episodes a week, and one episode is literally just. Well, you guys got anything? Nope. Nah. All right, let's wrap her up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking forward to that. Uh, support for Los Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockandthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockandthatidealife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com. Until Los Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis' tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 19 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. And one quick last comment from Matthew Carpenter on Facebook. At the end of the season approaches and definitely in the offseason, can we get some draft talk? If you have access to any legit sources, yes, you will get some of that. So definitely stay prepared for that. Uh, let's go Blues. Thanks for listening. Let's go St. Louis City SC. One week. One week week away. February. Hell yeah. 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 And let's go, Blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.